and welcome to the Yerky Boys. May the Candrona shine and strengthen you. My name is Will. My name is Jonathan. And we are the, the Yerky, Yerky Boys. Boys. <laughs> That's us. We're back. We're back. <laughs> uh, yeah, our, our listeners might not know this, but we've had a little bit longer in between books here, so... Uh, in terms of recording, we, we release them on a regular schedule, but uh, for us, this is a sort of a return to our regularly scheduled podcasting. Yeah, it's been two full weeks since we last convened. Crazy. It feels, it, I kind of forget how to do this. Yeah. <laughs> made me think maybe we should just not come back. <laughs> yeah, but the people demand it. Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't want our legions of angry fans. I wouldn't want to. They would be very upset. K. Applegate would feel personally let down. Mm -hmm. That's honestly the one thing that keeps me going is that frequently I will get messages from I, I call her K. A. And right, yeah, of she, course. She texts me and I say, "Oh, new message from K. A." And it'll be like, "Love the newest podcast. Uh, I it was so funny. I can't believe mm -hmm. how insightful you guys are." Please don't yeah. stop because honestly, I had kind of been doubting whether or not my work had meaning before I listened to you analyzing it. Right. This is our sharing for this uh, segment is where we share all the things that K.A. has uh, told us. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know if you call her K.A. I think that's just me. I mostly call her Kathy or sometimes Alice. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. <laughs> that's pretty nice. It is pretty nice. Uh, I'm also a little sleepy, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like are, are you feeling? Yeah. <laughs> I had a big meal. <laughs> I, it's early. I don't usually. I, it was like a big not, lunch. No, I mean, it's, it's not early. early. No, listen. You didn't let me finish. It's early. It's early in the day to be having a big meal. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay, like, I see what you're So I'm like, I feel more weighed down than usual is all. <laughs> mm -hmm. Which Well, we'll try to we'll try to get you feeling a little bit looser. That's a little bit more freed up. What I'm hoping for. I feel like I just <laughs> ate fucking Thanksgiving dinner, but I'm so just give me a just give it some if this episode's not so good, just give it some time. <laughs> it will pick up. Then it's 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 his fault. It's not my fault, it's but it will it pick is. up. <laughs> okay. A uh, little little bit of business before we jump into this book. Oh, okay. Uh, I just want to say, last time we were talking about um, about the driving sitch to uh, Area 51 uh, from California, and we were uh, kind of conflating it with Roswell, which is in New Mexico. Area 51 would be in Nevada. So oh, a more doable Nevada. drive, you you would have to go through the Sierra Nevada mountains, um, but I, they might have said they had to go through the mountains, so that's probably... I still think it's like a four or five hour drive and not like a two hour drive, but... I did think Area 51 was in Roswell. I guess I did just think that was the same thing, <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> yeah, I was just kind of getting confused. I mean, part of it is that, you know, Crazy Helen feels more like the kind of person... You know, Air, there's, Area 51 doesn't have people shilling alien merch outside of it, right? Because it's an actual military base. Right. Mm. If I wanted to find the side of the road hucksters, I'd go to Roswell. <laughs> but you don't. Know, there must be a 
However, as close as they're legally allowed to build it, there must be like an Area 51 diner and some shit out there. Right? Yeah, there probably is. And I, I feel like I should know if I had paid any attention to that stupid, you know, let's invade Area 51 campaign because they were like trying to set up like a convention style thing in nearby towns. So I could have known what those were, but it is so crazy how no one remembers what you're talking about anymore. <laughs> it was right. It was such a blip. <laughs> That's just not <laughs> ever discussed again after it happened. Well, I'm discussing it on this podcast. <laughs> like People it. will be like, oh, yeah, that's right. Keeping that, the flame alive. Way back when, like two years ago. Or usually we like, talk about stuff like Harambe that is evergreen. Right, right. Yeah, nobody could forget Harambe. Well, I'm glad that you cleared that up. So, so mm-hmm. we can – so. I don't know actually what that clears up, to be honest. So that, that means it's more likely that the, the that Area 91 or Zone 91 is Area 51. Yeah, I mean, like that it would be drivable from where they are, although it's still, like, since they're on the beach. I don't know where they are in California. Like, the problem is that, like, oh, yeah, the beach and the mountains are all right next to each other by California terms. But by anywhere else terms, it's like, no, they're they're like several hours. It's like, I don't know where they are. Doesn't yeah. matter. So how Who long have you been holding that one in? <laughs> uh, not very long, actually. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad yeah. that we, we settled it. So now we can have a clear conscience as we, let's just say we might dive in to the next book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Book 15, The Escape. Uh, this yeah. is a, another Marco book we're heading into. Well, yeah, we might dive into it. Right, right. Because uh, on the cover, he's diving into the... He turns into a shark on the cover of this one. He he does, and I gotta say, this is my personal favorite face of the bunch so it's, far. It's pretty good. There's the, some good faces. This the run. number three middle transition Marco to shark face is man. It it's such a weird looking. <laughs> I get it. I'm a little bit more of a two-facer on this one myself. Mm, I, you like the two-face. Yeah, that's a little more... He looks a little more like a regular guy just with a real wide head. Yeah. I think it's that he's still so regular that it it, it works for me, but they're very good. They're both of them very good. Yeah, phase three, I'm feeling... It kind of reminds me of the Stinky Cheese Man. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, or uh, some kind of... I don't know, like a moon face, like he's a moon face. Like he's got a like, like a, he's from the moon. <laughs> like he's like he's like he is the moon. Oh, like he is the moon. Yeah, like he's got a moon face. <laughs> that's yeah, that's a phrase people use, right? Hammerhead sharks are. It's a hammerhead shark specifically. Now you did not yeah. say that last time. I don't think I did. I think I just said shark. Yeah. So I wasn't prepared. For mm. the hammerhead shark. And I uh, caught you off guard there. Yeah, and I was like, whoa, hammerhead sharks kind of kick ass. <laughs> like, mm. why is it? I feel like I don't know if this is just a thing for that's true when you're a kid or in the 90s specifically, but I feel like a hammerhead shark is much cooler than just a regular shark. I think it's the name and just they look weird. Because, like, I, I think tiger sharks are, are, are cooler, personally, but, like, it's hard to, if you don't, tiger you know, sharks. hammerhead, 
Yeah, they they're like the big eaters. They're the ones that like eat everything. Well, that no, but they they don't. I don't know. They're boring. Like I get a great white because that's like the T Rex of sharks. <laughs> yeah, but like the, the the sharks. Whenever you hear like, oh, we cut the shark open and it had like fifty pounds of garbage because it just ate everything in its path. That's always a tiger, right? I honestly, I feel like they're culturally appropriating land animals. Hmm, that's kind of bullshit. And you think- and you think this is this is okay when they appropriate <laughs> our culture with hammers and stuff? Well, I I don't know for a fact. I feel like we may discover uh, in the course of the Animorphs books that sharks invented hammers. <laughs> God, that that is exactly the sort of thing that we may discover. <laughs> Yeah, hammerhead sharks are made from the DNA of hammer people that had to move to our oceans. God, we yeah, we need we need more elemist meddling. Uh, of course, there's hammerheads. street sharks. You know, right? Of course, yes. Was there a hammerhead street shark? There must have been. There's got to been a hammerhead street shark. Yeah, I don't. Remember. I swear, I remember one, but. I mean, there was like four of them. Like, there, one of them had to be. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I own the entirety of Street Sharks on DVD because I like picked it up for like five bucks in a thrift store one time. Well, <laughs> why I the never fuck it. haven't we watched that together? <laughs> <laughs> I'll go look and see if I'm remembering that right. Now, the quote on the cover is, <laughs> the Yerks are out there. Yes, they are. Is this, at first I just thought that's just, you know, it's just meaningless. It's just, yeah, there's Yerks. It's like, but maybe now I'm looking at it, Mm. is it supposed to be a play on the truth is out there? Like, yeah, it was the X-Files starting to get big. Interesting. Yeah, that's, you know, that hadn't occurred to me. It could be. I was just thinking like, this is nothing. What, like, what is this? I mean, that (laughs) if if that's true, that should have been the quote on the last book where they made numerous X-Files references. That's true. Yeah, I agree with you. But like, it's not even. You could have done a thing with like yerk and shark kind of sound the same. You could have done we we need a bigger boat or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and on the the inside cover, they even they do the shark thing, but they say talk about a shark attack. <laughs> yeah, no, this and, it does not like, make sense. Wait. <laughs> Yeah, what is is this a snack attack? What what is this supposed to be? No, it's just it's not. Yeah, it's supposed. It should be when you use that formula. It's supposed to be like, oh, uh, if a, if like a dog fell out of a building, you'd be like, talk about raining cats and dogs. Yeah, you know right. I mean? like... <laughs> but but if you just if it's just a sh- an actual shark attack, you don't say talk about a shark attack. Right, well, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like maybe it was a play on some other phrase, but I couldn't think of any phrase it could be other than snack attack, and that doesn't fit. So I... Talk about a heart attack. It's kind of a disaster. The, the the cover quote guy here. Yeah, yeah. Whoever's job that is, step it up. I know, right? Some definitely some intern. <laughs> Some scholastic intern. We we need them in the dedication page. <laughs> and, and you know the, the inside cover is he's, there's a, a shark with fish. It's fine. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. It looks like a Lisa Frank. It looks like a screensaver. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, it's it's a pretty unremarkable inner cover. It's nice. 
It's not the the front cover is really what you're looking at though. Is these Marcos? <laughs> yeah, these Marcos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A whole lot of Marcos. Uh, so this, I mean, I should reiterate this just because it's important to ground this particular episode. This is one of the first books I read. Oh, um, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Because, you know, when I went out and got my books, uh, my first set of books, and I was like, I, I need to buy some, you know, I bought the most recent, I bought the most recent Megamorphs, and I got this one because this one has a fish on the cover, and I liked fish. Um, I would have bought anything with a fish on the cover. I, uh, like, I remember I, I got introduced to Goosebumps with the Deep Trouble book because that one had a shark on the cover too. I remember reading that in the car when I, like, moved when I was six, like, over and over again. It was good. So I, I, I needed this fish book. So I know. It's true. But just keep that in mind when you're, when you're seeing scenes in here. Imagine, like, I, I don't know this lore. They're telling me all of this stuff. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they the, the, they certainly imagined that when they were writing it, so. <laughs> <laughs> sure did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm ready. Let's, all right. All let's, right. Let's uh, start it. Qu- yeah. Quick hop to the dedication page first. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> just, a, just a quick hop. Okay. Uh, you know, I said it's going to be, it's going to be dedicated to... Just last book, we were, you were like, yeah, it's pretty much going to be the same, like, forever now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it basically is the same. Well, well, it, it'll change up, but uh, it, it is basically the same, except they've changed the formula. Instead of saying for Michael and Clara, it says for Big Michael and Little Clara, which I thought was cute. <laughs> um, you are inserting that name, though. I am inserting that name. Okay. I just wanted to be clear. That's not actually (laughs) what it says. No, she did not transition at age one month. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) For all of the listeners out there (laughs) who were confused about that. Well, look, it's been a couple of weeks and I was just trying to get my head straight. I I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Hey. Just get the timeline right here. I don't, uh, you know, you may disagree. I believe that people at any age can decide who they want to be. But that's me. I don't. I don't think that's that, me. That one age, you're a person. Personally, <laughs> I think you're. Oh, I don't think you. Well, you're that's where we disagree again because yeah. I think that you are a person pretty early. I think you become a person maybe pretty around early. age seven. I I think like maybe more like negative seven. <laughs> I'm thinking about having a kid in seven years, and that is a human being who deserves a vote. Right, that makes. <laughs> I should have two votes. So, okay, I, that I can get behind. I should have more votes than I do right now. Right. Anyway, now right. let's start the book. If we must, I suppose we could start this book. Um, so we get our entry, our intro scene. They are all at um the new mega mall across town, is what it's described as. Uh, all of the animorphs are there. And they are going to be using their morphing for a dumb, unsafe reason. Uh, The sort of thing you'd normally see one or two characters do at the beginning of a book, but here they're all going to do it. Um, And that is, there's this place called the Amazon Cafe. And it has talking parrots that uh, sit around while you eat, like for decoration. Real talking Uh, parrots, though. Real talking parrots, like actual parrots. And they they train them to be like, you know, oh, yummy food or whatever. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's their gimmick. So uh, Cass- Cassie doesn't like this, of course, and she wants to stop it. And uh, she has kind of conscripted all of them into this, including Jake somehow. I don't, he really shouldn't be going along with this, but he is. Uh, so so Marco has made this plan. They're all going to uh, sneak in and they morph into the parrots. You know, they do a little switcheroo. So when the parrots get taken out for perch cleaning, they bring out the anamorphs instead of the real parrots. And uh, they say a whole bunch of rude things to all the customers instead uh, to convince the owner it's a bad idea to have parrots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's a real it's a real classic opening. I feel mm-hmm. like it really you know really brought me right back to price cut Polly. Mm, yes. Because it's, it's another bird in peril story. Only this time right. it wasn't it's not just Tobias who's concerned about it. Right, right. Because it's not his yeah. book, I guess. If it was his book, then it would probably just be him. <laughs> yeah, that's he's too much of a loner to ask for help. He'd maybe get Rachel. Now, I think it's also definitely important to note that this this Amazon cafe is not in the regular stomping grounds. This is in the new massive mega mall. Right, right. Yes. Yeah. This is the different mall from the one they normally go to. Yes. Which kind of make that clear. I was kind of wondering, oh, is that kind of like the American dream mall in, in, in New Jersey? Could be. Could be. Could be. Maybe it's like the, the Mall, the mall of America. America. <laughs> Could be like that. A lot uh, of malls. <laughs> a lot of malls. Now, I, clearly, I think this cafe is a reference to the Rainforest Cafe. Yeah, it's got to be, right? But I guess even though we frequently have real references to real places in these books... I guess she didn't feel comfortable, like she didn't want them to sue her for <laughs> say for parents saying that there was cat meat in their food or something. Yeah, or, <laughs> or for or, accusing or them of animal like, abuse. Yeah, like the whole thing is like, oh, this cafe is being bad or something. So yeah, I, I guess that makes sense. Or at least the editors or publishers probably were like, maybe don't. Uh, but I, or, they, I don't know. I wonder. I wonder whose choice that was. Did they have parrots at Rainforest Cafes? As far as I know, any Rainforest Cafe I have been to, and I have been to a few of them, <laughs> there's never been real animals. It's only animatronic okay. animals. Okay, okay. So, like, the the concept of a restaurant needing to have a license and caretakers for live animals is insane. <laughs> Yeah, that is a little bit weird. Like, that feels like that is going to conflict with your, like, food license, too, because birds are not always the cleanest. (laughs) Yeah, and you also, like, who's training them to say what they're supposed to say? And just, it's the most wrongheaded idea I've ever heard (laughs) for an Yeah, I mean, and, and, and even without the Animorphs, like, she, in this... She touches on the, the real issue here, which is that all the other customers are going to teach him to say shit. Um, like, there is a, a bit in here where one of there's some random kid who's like, say Howard Stern rules. It's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, within a week, these parrots would be saying Baba Booey. <laughs> I want to hear these parrots say Baba Booey, Baba Booey. Now, I, there, Amazon Cafe may not be in this book a real place. However, I also want to say I used to go to a real cafe 
called the Amazon Cafe. Wow. <laughs> yeah. When I was in high school, there was a place nearby, and we, uh, when I was a senior, we were allowed to leave for lunch. <laughs> and mm-hmm. some days we would drive to the Amazon Cafe, and I would get a Sammy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's it. So while, I, while I was reading it, you were living it. Well, I was in high school. <laughs> you had already read well, it at this point. Okay, listen. <laughs> this wasn't. You're not. We're the same age. Um, I'm trying to hype you up here. Okay, that, you're you're right. I'm sorry. I should have I should have yes anded you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> While you were reading uh, it, I was living it. That's right. Now, uh, I, yeah, I, I I don't. I mean, I, I I guess I will try not to just rag on Cassie <laughs> also in this scene. I don't know. People people probably don't like it. People probably like Cassie. I, I think there's plenty of people who are Cassie dislikers. I just, think Cassie's pretty divisive. Divisive? Whatever? Yeah, I like I don't know how both. to talk. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't like... I don't... I just, you know, there's no moralizing from Cassie about how smart these parents are. She's She doesn't like taking over dolphins, but like, I don't know. Parents are kind of smart. Yeah. Not, not smart well, enough for her. Yeah. That they're, they're smart enough. She doesn't want them to be uh, here in the cafe. Right. Right. But, uh, but you know, and I mean, I, I, I get that these are worse conditions, but it still is like your parents shouldn't be allowed to be, kept in cages and put on display for the amusement of people. By the way, let's go to the zoo. I love the zoo. <laughs> just like, come on. <laughs> What's the, where's right, the, it's, a, well, it's a really good zoo. Yeah, right. It is. It is a really yeah. good zoo. Yeah. Yeah. Her mom's in charge. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, it feels like there's an awakening. Like when Cassie's 10 years older, she, that's, there's going to be a turning point where she's anti zoo. I, I just think she's indoctrinated it's with zoo propaganda. Quite possible. It's yeah. quite possible she no, will be. Or she's just a hypocrite. I like, I don't... She, she well, she is a hypocrite. That's, <laughs> she is a hypocrite. Like, that is... That's a big part of it. But, like, yeah, this this part of the hypocrisy is not particularly thematically important. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What were you going to say? Oh, I don't know. I was just... Uh, I was just musing about how uh, if the Animorphs lived in modern times, if they were modern today, they could probably kill it on bird talk. Hmm. <laughs> right? Oh, like, yeah. Can you imagine Marco meets Hamlet? <laughs> well, you what know, I'm, I'm all about um, Morgan or, so, it's Mor- or Stella. What's, what's the bird? <laughs> There's one bird know. that's a, it's a boy bird, but... Uh, they thought it was a girl, so all he he always says like "good girl, good girl." Like he wants to be called a good girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a he's a great little bird. I feel like it's Morgan, or maybe Morgan is the owner. I don't know. Animorphs could uh, make a killing on all kinds of animal TikToks and YouTube sure. videos. Like 
You, you could do, you know, goat in the water. I feel like we've talked about this. Goat in the water. Yeah, you could. <laughs> I think we have talked about goat in the water in particular. Yeah. I remember saying goat in the water. But you could do all kinds of shenanigans. You could, you could, yeah, like, yeah. oh my God, I can't believe this cat's doing that. They, they could yeah. be rich influencers for sure. Who's that button dog? Because they could, they could blow that dog out of the water. Oh, oh, Bunny, the dog. Yeah, the dog yeah. Who, who presses all the buttons and is a genius. Yeah. 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 Be pretty good. Oh yeah. Pretty good. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh well. That's uh, yeah, this is most of what I'm uh This is what Marco's idea would be, and everyone else would be like, no, Marco, is. that's unethical. That's true, because Marco's over here like I could we could be doing the crazy animal tricks on Letterman. Whatever right. what they call them. Whatever crazy the pet actual, tricks. Crazy, crazy pet tricks, yeah. Right. Yeah. So in mo- modern today, he'd be he'd be uh, on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. He sure would. Anyway, it's a classic yeah. opening scene. Yep. Fun little opener here that, I, I mean, and again, I, I do just want to say, like, Jake does not, Jake should be putting up resistance to this. <laughs> I, he's <laughs> like just, he's, he's beaten down. <laughs> it's been, after all, after like a year plus of anamorphing, he's just like, fuck it. I know you're going to do it anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I'm Marco the leader. Is bad influence and, and Cassie is a bad influence and I guess I'm doing it. <laughs> he has no choice. What's he going to do? He's, he's just going to hang out now. Yeah. Whatever. That's, that's what's up. That's what's up. But. Uh, but while they're while they're doing their parrot stunt, uh, guess who shows up in the crowd? It's Eric the Chi. Remember him? Oh, it's like Kramer walking in. Everybody freaks out. Yeah, he's back. <laughs> yeah, bet you bet you. Well, I was going to say bet you didn't think you'd see him again, but I told you you would. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know how or when, so I was still surprised. Yeah, a little little Eric cameo. So uh so after they're done with their parroting, uh Eric pulls Marco and Jake aside and tells them about a new Yerk plot that the Chi have intel on, uh, which involves Marco's mom. Um there's some kind of like massive new top secret Yerk project going in off the waters off the coast of Royan Island, and <laughs> Visser One is in charge of it. And uh that's all they know, except they also know that they have a new species of controller called a Lyran. Um, we find out from Axe that Lyrans are amphibians and that Lyrans are also psychic at close range. So if the Yerks actually have Lyrans, then they're all kind of fucked. Right. So, right. so they got to go investigate this project. That's going to be what they're doing in this book. They got to investigate this project. Yeah, uh, Liran, L-E-E-R-A-N. Yes. I guess we'll talk more about them when we actually see one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I did find it kind of weird when, uh, you know, they're like, Axe, what's a Liran? What's a Liran? Mm-hmm. And Axe is like, oh, where'd you hear that? And they're like, Axe, just tell us what a Liran is already. <laughs> Not much. What's a Liran with you? <laughs> That's pretty funny, but I was like, just tell it. Why won't you just tell them where you heard about them? Why are they so like? Marco's like, Axe doesn't really trust us still with some of this stuff. It's like, well, you, why didn't you just answer his question? Stop being rude to Axe. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird because Marco's all like, well, I don't know if we want to, because like, what if we get involved and it's my mom? So like, we want to be a little coy about uh, 
about this mission here, just in case, you know, so just to make sure that we don't, you know, blow that we've been talking to Eric, what's a leering, right? <laughs> that, he'll never guess we have outside intel if we're just talking about a leering. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what? You, everybody on earth knows about leerins. Come on. Yeah, I just overheard it one day. I figured you might know. <laughs> That sounds like more like what Marco's usually doing to the girls. Ah, ah. Oh, that's good. We got, oh, we got some good. Yeah. Yeah. Write that, write that one down. We'll tweet that. No, I'm way more excited for these Lyrans. <laughs> I did. It is pretty funny how it feels like Marco's so casually like, oh yeah, by the way, here's my buddy, Eric. He's a Chi, which is, you know, a race of androids and there's, at no point does he clear, like comment on how completely ridiculous this is. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just uh, yeah, you know how. Oh it yeah, is. it used to be. You know, you know dogs. Yeah, well, they're from right. Pemalites. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I was surprised that this was just a cameo. I assumed that if Eric's here, we, this was going to be, um, uh, you know, Chekhov's Eric. <laughs> We were mm-hmm. kind of Chikoff's Eric. Ooh, ooh yeah, Chikoff's. <laughs> that, that he was going to be like a, a major part of the plot, but he, he really does just show up to give them their mission and leave. Yeah, that, that and she, she uses the Chi for that a lot going forward. Like, I'm not going to say this is, you know, the last Chi-centric plot. There'll be more, but a lot of times Eric does just show up and say like, all right, figure, found out something you guys should uh, look into. See ya. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, what is these cheese? They're like keeping tabs on the animorphs, but not really helping. Who do they think they are? The fucking Elemist? Get out of here with this shit. Yeah, well, they, they, they're they nonviolent here. Now, I, speaking of them being nonviolent, Eric <laughs> in this whole thing is all like, so Mark, I, I want to know, can you make good decisions on this mission regarding your mom and all that? And there's this heavy implication that it's like, Marco, are you capable of killing your mom if necessary? And it's like, Eric... You're one to fucking talk. Like, you chose to stop killing people because it's too horrible. And now you're going to be all like, I don't know, Marco, maybe you shouldn't go because you might not kill. Like, aren't you? You're, he's supposed, you're supposed to be nonviolent. You're supposed to be anti-killing. He's I, He is pro-killing as long as someone else does it. <laughs> I, I feel like they soften that out. They make him more anti-killing as, as they go on with the series. But yeah, right here, it's a little like, this is not very chi-like, dude. Yeah. I mean, it does seem, like they are though rooting for the like yeah. the, against the Yurks. So, presumably they understand that war is going to bring about death. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting thing that they're doing here where they're like it's okay if you do it based on our intel, but not too much, but like also we wouldn't do it. I don't know. <laughs> just don't tell us about it. But, you know, you do what you need to do. Just kind of, we'll just kind of look the other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we don't, we don't need to worry about it. Um, I do like that he's like, oh, good job rescuing those Hork-Bajir. Mm-hmm. We, uh, I, I, we didn't offer to help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but good job. <laughs> Speaking, they, uh, I guess they must have been in contact with the Chi since the other book, right? Because... If the Chi were just going off of Yurk Intel, they'd be like, can't believe you fucked up that hork situation and killed him. Mm. I assume right? that they just have, like, drones or spies mm. and stuff that are just like, know every- they know everything. 
That could be. Who knows? Yeah, I don't. Chi tech. <laughs> Chi toes. <laughs> You know? All right, now now you're getting a little excited. <laughs> well, well, I just think maybe if you're if you're having a little animorphs party, you're you're mm. gonna you're gonna mm. do like you're gonna show some of the TV show episodes. And you have want some snacks? You could have Cheetos. That's one of your snacks. Yeah. Dangerously cheesy. <laughs> and then you could also have cheese, like and be like, does it taste yellow cheese? Oh right, yes, yeah. I remember that classic Animorphs <laughs> reference. Does cheese taste yellow? Everyone remembers that one. I don't know why they don't. Uh, now, I said they did. <laughs> yeah. I, so I, the, him coming out, like he's that be, being a device. I makes sense to me because I can understand how eventually when you have a certain number of books, it's like it it kind of probably gets hard to come up with reasons they find out about this shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it helps smooth things out because so many of the other books, they have to do something like we went on a routine thing and the whole thing got fucked up and we found out about the mission and now we can do the mission. And this kind of lets them. In, in theory, this lets them stretch it out over the whole book because they just get all the info up front. Yeah, right. Yeah, they have. It's like they're you know they need a chief. They need somebody who says, a "Go." Chief? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you you've opened Pandora's box here. <laughs> that's good. No, that's good. <laughs> yeah, you need a chief. <laughs> to give them their mission. I, I, I've been thinking about, you know, there's a, at some point on, on the show Angel, uh, one of the characters just starts getting psych, become psychic. <laughs> I do remember that. And they're like, there's a string of episodes where like every plot is like, oh, she had a vision. So that's how we know what to go do, which I, I always found very stupid. Uh <laughs> But yeah, I, I mean, at least here at work, like they already set up the cheese. So now they're like, might as well use them. Like, what else are they yes. going to do? I, I Yes. I, I mean, I'm happy they're acknowledged. They're still yeah. around. It's something. I, I'll take it. You get to see yeah. this cool hologram technology. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everybody loves there. Um, so, yeah. In terms of the Lirans here. <laughs> in terms of the Lirans. When Marcos too much, I don't know. <laughs> okay, Ed Cheeran. Oh, Ed Lirin. Ed. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, you, you skipped right over the obvious one. <laughs> wow, all right, all right, okay. all right, okay. <laughs> I'm awake now. Axe can, uh, be a so so he's talking about them, and Axe is like, Well, that doesn't make sense though, because the Yurks could never infest Lyrans because Lyrans would just know that they have controllers and it's like can't they just you seem to have forgotten that they have like guns <laughs> like, right. I don't know why this is confusing like they could have them they could have <laughs> yeah 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 well I mean uh, to be fair I feel like even Yerks forget they have guns like that is true <laughs> I think we might talk about that in this book later <laughs> maybe we will maybe we will yeah there's a I mean, I mean even when we get to the sharks and we had the horses last book there's a lot of uh, questions around like what can and can't Yerks to deal with in terms mm -hmm. of the heads they can take over and why 
Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of arbitrary, but so I think we'll talk about that one. We'll talk but about. I, that. I do think there's a link there, but um, yeah. That, that oh, there's one thing I want to mention here before we move on. Yeah, which is Marco here mentions global warming. Yeah, and uh, but he does it in the context of spray deodorant and leaky air conditioners causing it, which. Mm-hmm. So he's specifically referring to warming as caused by the hole in the ozone layer. Remember that from when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. Nobody talks about the ozone anymore. Yeah. You know why nobody talks about it? Because a bunch of like the like big countries came together and actively banned the chemicals that were causing it. So like we still got a hole, but it's not getting worse because we took action on that. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Wow. That countries can come together and make agreements and take out when they're when they're going up against big spray deodorant instead of big oil, they can actually win that fight. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. But air conditioners are that's still a thing. I don't know about the ozone, but like I Yeah, but you can you can I don't I don't know this technical details, but like the the they they were able to like ban a specific type of chemical or or regulate mm. it or something. You know what it, so, it might just be now the amount of electricity they use or something like that. I I'm pretty sure they're still bad. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but now <laughs> now it's now it is just yeah, it's it's we're using power and that power is coming from coal and that's what it is um i mean air conditioners are kind of a necessary evil though because you'll die now not in england they don't use Uh, it over there yeah and they're they're paying the price now yeah fucking idiots Uh, um, but yeah no and even right before this global warming thing marco also was talking about he really kind of lays out the themes of war being pointless. Oh yeah, that's true. So he's like a back-to-back war, global warming. Like he's Marco's pretty woke in this book, mm-hmm. and he also uh, he, he kind of literally becomes the Joker here. He says, "I'm a Joker. Oh, yeah. I'm a comedian. You can either mm-hmm. look at the world and say, oh, 'Oh, isn't it all so tragic, so grim, so awful?' Or you can look at the world and decide that it's mostly funny." I mean, and and later, much later in the book, mm-hmm. he also has a line about how I kind of paraphrases the same thing about like life being a tragedy or a comedy. It's very close to the actual line from the movie Joker. Yeah, where, where he I mean, says I, that. I also like the part where he says uh, you get what you fucking deserve, and he shoots Jake <laughs> in the head. That part's pretty good too. I thought that happened in the in the reaction when they were on that talk show with whoever that guy was. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Whoever the fake host of that show was. Uh, yeah, yeah that, that part that part is good. And uh, also, I did look it up. I do not believe there is a real Royan Island. Mm, good. I'm glad you looked into that for me. There is a Royan in France somewhere. It's, a, it's like a city in France, but right. it's probably like That's Roy- what they Royale. call a quarter pounder in France. Right. Correct. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a real, unfortunately not a real island. Okay. Okay. Um, that is unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, otherwise, Working. well, our, our plan is once we finish the books, we're going to take a tour of all the locations in the Animorphs. Hmm. 
I, yeah. I don't know about this. Yes, we're going to go to California and we're going to do a okay. sightseeing tour. We're going to do like a YouTube channel and we're going to have a special video like comparing, oh, this is where, this is exactly where T- Tobias probably lived okay. in these woods. So like this is the bush gardens that the gardens was based off of. Yeah, this is where, th- this here is the ride that probably... Visser 3 pretended right. to be a cardboard cutout on. Yeah, and this is the Valley of the Hork-Bajir. Right, and right. this is where yeah. the EGS Tower would be. Right, right, the EGS Tower, yeah. There's all kinds of fun places we could visit. This is this is the McDonald's where the <laughs> controllers uh, went into the pool, if you, yeah. Right, right, yeah, this is their school. This is the construction mm-hmm. site in the mall. This is the janitor's closet in in the school where they enter the pool. Don't tell anyone I'm in here. I'm not allowed to be here. <laughs> yeah, we will. Yeah, some of that will be messy, but we'll. Yeah, we'll get through it. It'll be good. Mm-hmm. Okay, I feel you. I feel you. This is a good idea. I'm I'm warming up. This will be the our finale to our podcast. We'll put out a, yeah. a vlog on YouTube. Yeah, that's kind of what I already just said, but. You know, that's fine. You're, you're you Well, you didn't say it. it would be part of the podcast. I well, thought it was. I, I mean, <laughs> it seems obvious. Oh, I, okay. I thought it was something special just between the two of us. <laughs> well, I said it would be on YouTube. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did say I guess that. I wasn't listening to you. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. Uh,. That now this now this what we're talking about is not the plot of the book. <laughs> <laughs> the Lyrans, that's is the plot of the book. That part is. Oh, that's true. Right. So okay. <laughs> uh Tobias does not have anything that can go in the water. Everybody else has dolphins, sharks, whatever, acts as a tiger shark, the rest have dolphins. Tobias does not have any kind of water morph. So they have to go to the gardens to get Tobias a dolphin morph so he can come with them to explore this island. And uh, he is hesitant at first because turns out he's scared of water. Hoo, 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 hee, hee. Um, <laughs> they, <laughs> that's my joker laugh. So uh, they fly off to the gardens as seagulls. There's like a short detour where uh, Marco flies off with Jake and they ride a roller coaster as birds, <laughs> which is a fun little scene. Um, and then Tobias has to acquire a dolphin, so he's got to touch it. So he just dive bombs a dolphin in the middle of a dolphin show and sticks his talons into it and he gets stuck. And the dolphin is just jumping around, dragging Tobias underwater and everyone in the crowd is like, wah, and the trainers are going crazy until finally Marco flies in and knocks him free off the dolphin. This dolphin does not go into a trance when Tobias acquires it explicitly. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got his dolphin morph, but we get some wacky gardens shenanigans here. Now, okay, do we do we know why this dolphin does not go into a trance? Is this explained at some point? Not here. I don't know if it's ever. Expl- it seems like the implication is sometimes animals just don't go into a trance. I don't know. <laughs> okay, does this happen again? I. Uh, maybe, probably, I don't remember. Weird. Yeah, I I wasn't sure, because it's not like, because Tobias has acquired things before and he doesn't, Yeah, they they usually go into a trance, so it's not like it's just Tobias. And they've acquired dolphins before, maybe the same dolphins, I don't know, maybe Mm. Tobias is, well, maybe he's got Gunther or something. 
Yeah, it could have built up an immunity. Yeah, maybe he does have Gunther, the dolphin. Right, the rest of them have all the friends, so he's probably... Yeah, they keep this dolphin off on its own. He doesn't <laughs> mix well with the other ones. Tobias is kind of the Gunther of the group. <laughs> Rachel's kind of the Rachel. <laughs> it's, that's very true. Cassie's definitely... We, we've already... We've talked about this. We have. We have. <laughs> okay. But, um, uh, yeah, Tobias is afraid of water. Mm-hmm. I, I assume this never comes up again. <laughs> I mean, he kind of overcomes it in this book, supposedly. Yeah, I mean, at the very, I don't, because, yeah, he's like, yeah, when he does turn into a dolphin, of course, he's like, yeah, I love this. This is great. So, I, yeah, in the future, it's just like, well, I'm scared of the, I'll just turn into a dolphin, whatever. Yeah, and then and then meanwhile, Marco's fear is losing himself. <laughs> it's much more. Uh, it's a much more deep, impactful fear. <laughs> yeah, no, Marco has like after he does this roller coaster thing with Jake, he 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 like turns around and he's like, "Hey, Jake, we're still our old selves, right? Like nothing that happens can really change what you are, right?" It's kind of some whiplash from like <laughs> fun, crazy bird coaster into like existential dread about the nature of trauma and identity just back and forth real fast because then immediately we go back to another bird riding something (laughs) yeah marco is deep as hell this guy has a lot Mm -hmm. of layers Mm -hmm. well he's he's dived in here he's dived in like on the cover yeah right and i like that uh, he's, I, I mean, Marco books are good because in all the other books, he's the funny guy. And here you get to see how fucking sad he is all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he sure is. Uh, what What is that? I think it's in the last bit where he like is talking about himself and he says something like if it was happening to someone else, it would be hysterical. <laughs> yeah yeah he's clearly very like he's constantly talking about how everything he decided is hilarious but he clearly doesn't actually feel that way he's funny but yeah 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 i I don't know he's like i feel like he's i don't know if it's just that he's doesn't isn't willing to consciously admit to himself how sad Mm -hmm. everything is i mean that that is what it is basically in denial of his He's he's literally the Joker, what you said. (laughs) He's literally the Joker. When do they mention uh, Dilbert? (laughs) (laughs) A ways from now, but they will mention Dilbert this time. Oh, oh, that's not, that didn't happen in this part? Okay. No. I'll I'll wait then. Oh, you're right. Oh, yeah, that is a little later on. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what happened with the Dilbert that, that got transposed over here. Now we do have Tobias in here saying that he could get kicked out of the Hawk fraternity for hanging out with lowlifes <laughs> when he has to fly out with them as seagulls. Yeah. A little classic Tobias bird racism. Yeah. I got to make sure I put all of these in the podcast. I do like that Marco surmises exactly the root of his bird racism is he just doesn't like group birds. He he's yeah. only likes loner birds. Yeah. 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 Crows, jays, anything that's in a group, pigeons, those fucking normie birds, cringe <laughs> incel birds only <laughs> respected loner. Uh, he does, you know, Tobias does, he still finds a way to, even though he can morph now, 
He still finds a way to kind of guilt trip everybody about the fact that he doesn't have morphs like they do. If I was yeah. Tobias, I would just be like in my spare time, just flying all over the place, just acquiring shit. You know, you got to like yeah, catch and, up. And and you said this book one and you're still right. Where it's just like, <laughs> if I had Animorph powers, you would just you would spend your spare time acquiring everything. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, why is it like just, just now? Like you just go to the zoo one week and just touch whatever the hell you can touch. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it seems like and especially, you know, they're, they're, I mean, I guess they're worried about controllers. OK, that makes sense. But they, they are like, well, a hawk, like people would be suspicious of a hawk. It's like, well, just then you just fly away. Like, who cares if they see you? Yeah. And Cassie's got a barn. You can get regular animals in there. <laughs> yeah. Fly out to the actual ocean and get some dolphins. You know, yeah, or like there's a part later where where Tobias is like, oh, I don't have a fly morph like you guys. And it's like, why not? Well, you couldn't find a fly. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's probably one around here. Wait for one to land on you or something. Go find some roadkill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, the Tobias is busy. He's got he's got to like sit out in that tree for hours at a time and spy through Rachel's window. I mean, I get that. I, I'm very busy sitting around doing nothing all the time too. <laughs> yeah. He's probably, he's probably checking on the hork bringing them rats to yeah. eat and stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure somebody's checking in on them, right? What are they doing all this time? Who's, who's checking on them? Yeah. Good question. Tobias should be checking on them. What are they eating? Bark. Oh, right. Bark. I forgot the there's, there's bark. trees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, whatever. They've got their morphs now, right? Tobias can morph dolphin. Hooray. Um, they fly out to Royan Island. They can they can go out there and scout and see what's up out here. Um, so they they fly out there. They morph dolphin and they go off swimming around looking for stuff. So you know they they play around as dolphins for a bit as usual. Um, and then Marco notices something in his echolocation: a giant artificial structure um they go where it is and you know they don't see it it's protected by a hologram um but not a force field though so they swim through and see a giant pink underwater building right they swim through this hologram of a regular seabed and see a giant pink underwater building on the other side uh this building has three like loading unloading looking doors uh like openings with steel doors uh, described as big enough to drive a dump truck through. And the structure also has those like bubble window type things that you would imagine would be on an underwater building. Um, it sounds so much to me like you're like you're a DM in, in a role playing game describing <laughs> what I see. Mm, yeah. Well, inside of this office that you see, uh, it looks like a normal white collar office building with like people running around and stuff, except that there are hork in there, too. And through the bubble windows. Um, yes. Suddenly, the party sees 10 sharks uh, approaching. Roll for initiative. Uh, they. <laughs> That's someone else's podcast. We can't take that. All right. All right. All right. So the, uh, yeah, they see 10 sharks coming for him and they're like, all right, let's get out of here. And they see four more behind. These sharks are surrounding him. They're cutting him off. Uh, they try 
ramming one, hoping to put the others in like a feeding frenzy, but the sharks don't frenzy. They are not normal sharks. They like coordinate to try to hem them in and attack them. Um, so they, uh, they jump the sharks <laughs> and a chase, a chase begins, but then in the distance, the sirens go off, all the sharks swim away and beneath them, they see an alien submarine heading toward the building. It's shaped like a stingray, but it's mostly transparent, a cool little thing. And in it, they can see a Lyran and Visser one. So this confirms Eric's intel. Sometimes you just say so many things in a row. I know, right? <laughs> I, it's a, it's never clear, especially during these action sequences. It's like, how I want all this detail in here, but like, <laughs> I don't know. They go to the building, sharks attack them, but then the, whatever, it's over and Visser one's here. There. That's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. I did. I don't want to miss this part when they're uh, morphing into the dolphins. I feel mm-hmm. like when we did the first dolphin book, we we were surprised there wasn't a part where Cassie corrected someone about dolphins being mammals. Ah, uh, yes. And they do that yes, yes. in this book. So. Yeah. It was, yeah. Make good. up for the missed. Yeah. Like you had yeah. to do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Actually. Um, actually. And I really like that Marco has a lasting trauma from his yes. experience of a shark gutting him as a dolphin because, or like bit his tail off or something. It was something Yeah, yeah, like up. bit him in half, basically. Because I feel like that happens in almost every book to at least one of the Animorphs, and they don't always dwell on it or bring it up again. So it's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you, that would definitely fuck you up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate that Marco is scared of, he has a good line where the sharks are coming at him and he says, uh, I knew I was going to die. And worst of all, I knew exactly how it would feel. Yeah. That's a good line. (laughs) Good little bit there. (laughs) That is good. Uh, now this is where Dilbert comes up. Is it? I thought it was later. Whatever. It's one of these places. Oh, yeah, it is where Dilbert comes up here. You're right. Yeah, as you said, when they're looking in the office, it says uh, it looks just like it's a Dilbert-looking place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except the fact there's no hork in Dilbert's world. Right. But I'm right. I'm sort of wondering if there were, what would that be like? Uh, well, Scott Adams would have a very difficult time drawing a hork <laughs> <laughs> He's not he's not a great artist. <laughs> oh man, I'm I would need to see because someone can we just get AI to do draw a horse mm. in the style of Scott Adams? Because <laughs> I don't want to waste a human's time with, with this, but <laughs> if an AI could do it, that would be fantastic. Maybe a cheat yeah. can do it. Yeah. Oh maybe I'll give it a shot. Start yeah. with like a Bob the Dinosaur palette and Go from there. Is that is Bob? Is that a Dilbert character? Yeah, Bob the dinosaur. He's from Dilbert. You're more of a Dilbert head than I am. <laughs> That's almost certainly true. The only I used to read Dilbert when because you know my dad is a lawyer, but he like would work in an office all the time, and he so like people would buy him Dilbert books, and I like mm. you know I loved newspaper comics like as a kid any yeah. any of them so yeah. i would i would read like dilbert in the paper i would read his dilbert books but i didn't uh i don't remember all the details mm. also i like the dilbert tv show too that was pretty funny at the time 
Mm, I never watched that. Uh, or I probably did watch an episode or two, but I don't remember it. Yeah, no, I had a similar thing with my mom being a chemical engineer. So she had like Dilbert books and stuff because it's like, that's what it's like in my office. And I read a whole <laughs> bunch of them as a kid, too. Yeah. You know, Dilbert is, yeah, Dilbert is basically just office space, but like less funny. <laughs> it's all the same, you know. Dilbert, there's good Dilberts. Dilbert's not like, I mean, I yeah. don't know about now. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about now either. But um, there, there's and, worse offenders in terms of comedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dilbert and Dilbert has a lot of like it's funny because it's true things mm-hmm. going on in it, where it's like yes, this this like perfectly encapsulates what this is like if you work in a a white collar type thing. Um, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of that kind of thing going on. Um, like I've 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 I have read more of Scott Adams' writings than just his Dilbert <laughs> stuff, and you know I am of the opinion that Scott Adams is like super interesting because I th- I think he's got a really good handle on human nature, but he's also completely batshit insane, and so it can be very difficult to parse when he's got a great insight and when what he's saying has no basis in reality whatsoever, and you should not listen to a word he's saying. Yeah. Look, we all have our little problematic, you know, heroes yeah. on this show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I stand J.K. I don't, I don't Rowling. know if hero's you, the you right stand word. stand Scott Adams. Right. I don't know if stand's the right word. Yeah, here, no, but... you kind of stand him. I get it. Okay. It's cool. Okay. It's cool. Scott Adams and kind of like sense. some of it, some adjacent, similar, like, minded types. Yeah. You're. Yeah, I don't like his work, but uh, the the, the yeah, right. politicians he supports and the policies <laughs> yeah, that I'm really into. You know, your 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 Joe Rogans and your Petersons, <laughs> what have you? Yeah, all them people. <laughs> who's the Who's the Peterson? <laughs> Jordan Peterson. That's what his name is. Yeah, I don't really know anything that the fuck that guy says because I don't give a shit. But <laughs> uh, all you need to know about that guy is that he fucked his brain up getting off benzos i just really <laughs> thought that that sentence was gonna go like he fucked his sister or something <laughs> there's just... some weird shit with him and his daughter but it's not sexual weird shit uh that's too bad well yeah. <laughs> it's too bad <laughs> anyway so these sharks are <laughs> what when you're you're reading this if this is one of your first books and you're like these sharks, do they have yurks in them? I mean, I can't even, this is kind of a weird thing to have thrown at you. Yeah, on. it's weird. And I can't, it's so hard for me to put myself, like, what was it like reading that the first time? Because also at that point, I'm so young that it's just like, oh, there's sharks coming out. Who knows what these evil sharks are? I don't know. Yeah. I, wasn't that also the deep trouble plot? Like the, the bad guy was like controlling fish or something? Deep trouble? Like the Goosebumps book that oh, I brought oh, up earlier. I, I never read that one. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember very well. Oh, no, there was a mermaid. That was... I don't fucking remember. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> well, anyway. I don't remember Goosebumps like I do Animorphs. It's, uh, it's weird, but I definitely did... It is also a little bit... It feels like maybe a little... T- it's a different thing we find out, but it's a little soon to be doing group of animals acting strangely right after we just did that with the horses, you know? So, well, again, I'll, we'll talk about it when we find out what's it's going on. It's different, but it's but. like, it's 
sim- it's similar enough that I don't I don't it doesn't it feels strange to have it back to back. I I actually feel like there's an implied sort of arc plot there. Huh. In a way, sort of, kind of, yeah, a little bit. Maybe if that were made a little more explicit, I, I would yeah. I would like it more. If it, it kind of makes sense of, oh, the Yerks are, they keep looking, they're here on Earth. So it's like, what the fuck mm-hmm. do they do all day when they're not having sharing meetings <laughs> that, yeah. and teaching middle school? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll give you a little teaser. The stuff, there's stuff in this book that does tie into a more explicit arc plot, which is why I feel more comfortable extending it kind of backwards into the horses too. Mm, okay. Okay. But well, then maybe, we can talk maybe about I'm that speaking more. too soon. Maybe I'll, I'll see as time goes on. Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> we'll talk about it when we're done with that, with when we're in our next recap, probably. I, d- I did assume they were controlled by Yerks, though, here. That was my, you know, I mean, that's the obvious assumption, right? Yeah, I mean, the, the horses were controlled by Yerks. It's, right. you know, un- until, like, Axe shuts that down once they get out of this. And he's like, no, no, I've seen anatomy diagrams of sharks. I don't know where he's finding these, but he's, he's seen it, and he knows that Yerks can't infest sharks. I'm pretty sure it's porn. <laughs> anatomy <laughs> diagrams? Shark? Shark brain, what the fuck? (laughs) These Andalites are weird, dude. You don't know what they're into. Okay. Okay. They're they're into that shit. (laughs) No, there's like charts of this shit and like, uh, whatever. Yeah, in in fucking- It's like med school stuff for- Sexy Biologists. (laughs) Weekly. Is is that what you look at? You look at, at anatomical charts of human, like the muscles and bones? Yeah, that's That's normal. That's hot. It's like, oh man, what's under those clothes? Yeah, but and then what's under that skin? <laughs> like that movie. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Under the skin, right? It's kind of like that. Buffalo now, Bill. We also get our first description of Aliran here. Like we get to see what they what they like look like. Hmm. Because uh, we see Illyrian in that sub with Visser One. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, they it, it they look like a a big frog, right? They got the big they got the squat back legs with the webbed toes. Um, except instead of front legs, they have four tentacles spaced around their body, uh, like spaced evenly around their body. Um, they also have pebbly yellow slimy skin and bright green eyes. Um. And then their head's a lot like a frog head. It's got uh, like a big wide mouth that looks like it's in a big old smile. And it's, you know, no neck between the shoulders and the head. Now you sent Um, me an image of this, an illustration. I did send you this. This is on the Seropedia page for Lirin. But I don't really understand what's happening in it because this Lirin appears to be floating in space. (laughs) Yeah, so which... So I mean, I, well, I, but do you know the source of that image? Does it say? I don't. I didn't look very hard. I just pulled the standard Lyran image off the Lyran page. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I'm could gla- look, but I'm not going back. That's fine. I'm glad this fucking Seropedia editor's probably got it wrong anyway. But I'm glad right. that you sent me that because I was I was having a little trouble picturing this thing in my head. I don't know this image. I don't know that I would. Re- really go right to frog looking at this thing 
Yeah, I mean, this is not how I picture Lirans. I picture them a lot goofier and, yeah, a lot froggier. Like, I'm kind of thinking of the uh, the guys from Futurama. <laughs> I forget what they're called. Isn't his name Lur or Lear or something? The mm. guy. Yeah, yeah Lur. Okay. Yeah, that, something kind of like that, Or, but, you know, that this looks more like a squid to me. I mean, that's because I yeah. guess the tentacles, but the head is like pointy in this image, but I don't know. I'm actually kind of imagining if you imagine like a frog sitting up, so like they're more upright, and then they have a giant Admiral Akbar head. That's how <laughs> I always picture them in my mind. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but it's certainly weird. I'm also trying to figure out, especially from this picture, like you said, he's floating in space in this picture, but... How do these tentacles, like, do the tentacles support their bodies? Like, do they walk on them? Or do They've they crawl? they got back legs. Oh, they do, okay. But I don't know that, maybe they, they probably partially use the tentacles. But they're also amphibious, so they spend time mm. in the water, too. Yeah, yeah. But clearly, I don't know what they do. Yeah. I bet, th- I bet they support themselves at least partially. Okay. The tentacles. They're weird. Um, Lyrans are weird. They are, they are psychic, weird. which is weird. <laughs> I mean, this is the first, I feel like this is our first reference to psychic stuff that's that's not like, like there's been telepathic communication, yeah. but not like mind reading. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're, they, you can use thought speech, but you can't, but they can just read your mind. Yeah. By being close to you. I think they say a couple feet or something is the range. Yeah. At least that's what they estimate. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. <laughs> well, we'll see a little Must bit more. Must be rough Lirans. to be a Lyran, you know. Every the every single person on the planet knows what you're thinking all the time. Yeah, but you know what they're thinking too, so it's okay. It must like society must be weird over there. Like either everybody cleanses their thoughts, or everyone's just like, "Fuck it, we're all freaks." Yeah, there's pro- it's pro- it probably is like everybody is much more accepting of like generic freakish behavior because everybody's that freak. But then the one guy who's actually a freak, he is so os- ostracized, right? That guy's not allowed anywhere near polite society. <laughs> yeah, the guy who's looking at sexy shark anatomy monthly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. You know who knows? I mean. Maybe everybody does do that. As my understanding. We won't do. know. Yeah, until we're psychic here. Yeah. 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 But they, uh, so they see it. They've checked out the place. They, they know it's there and they know they have to do, they have to make some kind of, uh, play on it, but also it's guarded by these sharks. Um, so they are going to go out and acquire some sharks so they can get in. But before we do that, we have a little stop over at Marco's house, um, where, it's just a brief little scene. I don't know if we'll have much to say about it, but Marco puts off his homework and watches the game with his dad, and he spends some time kind of angsting about his mom since he saw his mom. Uh, yeah. A lot of stuff we've sort of gone over before with Marco here. I mean, he does culturally appropriate uh, reggae music a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like I like him. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he said he did consider growing dreadlocks, he says, for a, a girl at school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doesn't elaborate exactly on, you know, why, but I don't know. This, it seems like dangerously close to problematic territory. Yeah. Well, he, he does say when he's listening 
uh, he puts on some Bob Marley and he goes, uh, Bob Marley, man, help me out, man. <laughs> okay. See, that's, that's the kind of better. shit you're going to get canceled for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just telling you what Marco said. All right. Yeah, I got, yeah, you're right. Yeah. He does say that. <laughs> Pretty good. No woman, no cry. It's just the kind of guy he is. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you want to save the other part for the pop culture reference, but he's also writing mm. a book report. In this he is writing a book report, yeah. Pretty on significant. Lord of the Rings. That's right. Not the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, well, it's on, yeah. No it's article. Specifically, it's on the Fellowship of the Ring. Right. Um, but he doesn't say that. He says the first book. Right. And he says each each book is as long as three books. <laughs> Mm-hmm. They're not that long. <laughs> I mean, he's pretty young. I, I, honestly, the age. Well, how old is Mark? He's fourteen. Honest, I, I think I didn't really get into Lord of the Rings till I was older than this. I, I tried when I was fairly young, and I was like, I don't. This oh, isn't yeah. for me. Oh, me too. I, I mean, I didn't re- read them until last year, but <laughs> I was like, uh, I loved The Hobbit. And then I was like, Lord of the Rings. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I feel like I tried when I was like 12 and it was like, nope. And maybe I came back when I was 17, 16, 18. I don't know. Yeah, I did that with Dune, too. Not not as I started. I tried to read Dune like in high school. And then I read it again a <laughs> few years ago because <laughs> I did not finish it the first time. Mm, I think I, yeah, when I read Dune, I, it was similar to the age when I read Lord of the Rings, but. I yeah, it's been a long time for me on that one. Uh, but yeah, that's fun. Now I do think Marco has a new English teacher. Uh, <laughs> if you recall, last time he was bullshitting a report, he said uh, like he got a good grade on it, even though he wrote nothing but bullshit. Uh, and he says, but but this mm. time he says my teacher does not respond well to that, uh, and he ends up actually getting a D minus on this book report for a book that he didn't read. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. If, if only the movies had come out. Mm. Yeah, then he could have just writ- written about that. He could have faked it pretty good. It is kind of crazy. We're 97. I mean, it's still, what, the first Lord of the Rings movie was 2000? 2000, 2000, no, 2001 or 2002? Yeah, later than 2000. So, because I'm pretty sure it was post 9-11. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's kind of, uh, it's only like a few years away from being a, this massive thing. And right now it's just kind of yeah. like, you know, nobody really only cares about it. know about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very weird. <laughs> it's- no, it is interesting. Seropedia actually says, and I, I, I know I need to stop looking at what Seropedia says about this stuff because it's all bullshit. Um, yeah. But they do make an interesting point where they say Marco doesn't seem to have read Lord of the Rings before, but he knew about Tolkien elves in the android. Huh. Huh. Interesting. Maybe he watched the cartoons. Mm. Yeah, the animated movies. What What were the elves like in those? I have no, I have no memory of, I've maybe watched that like once. I don't know. Yeah. I, we I no, want, I we should watch you. it. But, uh, we should. Or maybe how can are, I say I'm a ring's head if I don't watch it? There's elves in Hobbit, right? Or are there no elves in Hobbit? That's true. Yeah. There are elves in Hobbit. So yeah, maybe. But they're just... like scary there. Eh, that's okay. Yeah, I think that works. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> yeah, we, we, that, that, we can figure that out. Although, I mean, why else would he have just picked Lord of the Rings? Because he chose yeah. this book. Yeah. 
Yeah, he chose it because he was supposed to have like a month to read it. And that is a very good question. Why the hell did he? You would think Marco would have gone out of his way to pick a short, easy thing to do. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was foisted upon him. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe his dad, maybe his mom loved Lord of the Rings. And this is her copy. I bet That's you an that interesting canon. no other podcast spend this much time talking about this scene. <laughs> that yeah. Yeah, th- I mean this scene does not warrant as much time as we're spending on it. I think it does. And I especially like this part where Marco says uh I don't share feelings. I make people laugh. That is the good part. I have that in my notes as well here. <laughs> I felt you know, I think in this in that instance and in some of the ones we've said and some of the ones we will see uh, in many respects, Marco is an example of how the patriarchy has failed men. <laughs> I, young, I think you're right. Young men in particular and, and how mm-hmm. it has damaged them in it as, as well as women in our society. It harms us all. Yeah. Do you think Marco would go down the alt-right pipeline <laughs> you know, it's I don't think he would because he has his friends. But if mm. if Marco were more of a loner type like Tobias, then I think it's it'd be dangerous. He might be lurking on 4chan and he might find some stuff that sends him down the wrong path. Yeah, I mean, I, I can easily see Marco as a Pepe poster. <laughs> at least a, at least like a 2014 Pepe poster. Well, I got this new friend shit. But. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know about Pepe, but it dev- he would have been all in on the troll face. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. Marco thinks Rage Comics are very funny. <laughs> uh, uh, he would. Now, I, I, I may have brought this up before, but in her next series, Everworld, Kay Applegate, she, the jokester character, Christopher, in that does fall down the alt-right pipeline, just explicit, <laughs> explicitly as being courted by neo-Nazi groups. Wow. That sounds good. We're not going to read is, that, though. It's pretty insane, but yeah, it's our next podcast after this. We're not, no, we're not doing that. After the doll cast and all the other whatever hundred things I said oh, the doll, the D-A-H-L. <laughs> This is the first one I thought of that we said. I thought maybe we were going to watch Dollhouse. <laughs> That's fine. What are we even doing with this podcast? Oh, and we could also watch, like, Welcome to the Dollhouse. Uh, what's the... Um... No, wait. Welcome to the Dollhouse. What's the one that Roger Ebert wrote? Let's just start with the Barbie movie this July. <laughs> okay, okay. Bar- yeah, Barbie will be in the... I was just thinking anything with doll anywhere in the title. Mm. Okay. I was thinking anything with a doll in it, period. No, that's good. That is good, too. We can do both. You get Annabelle in there. You get Chucky. I mean, mostly horror movies. Yeah. Yeah. We can watch the Night of the Living Dummy episodes of Goosebumps. The Bratz cartoon or whatever. Twilight Zone, the the evil doll. Yeah. Bratz. Yeah, yeah, right. All the Bratz, all the Bratz babies. Mm -hmm. Garbage Pail Kids. Uh, Space dolls, right? Yeah. Space Jam. Okay. You know, because if you recall, Lola Bunny hates being called doll. <laughs> oh, I was just like, yeah, I'll do Space Jam. We can. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of similarities to Animorph Space Jam. Right. The they bat- morph. The I think I said I think I said that in the first episode. 
<laughs> the, the... It bears repeating. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> it bears a 10-minute detour to repeat it. Um, they have to acquire these sharks. Right. Uh, so they, they that night, they uh, head out to Ocean World. This is not Sea World. This is Ocean, Ocean World. World. And they uh, they're gonna acquire. They have got. They know they've got a big hammerhead there. They don't have hammerheads at the gardens, but they have one at Ocean World. So uh, they sneak in after closing, um, and they're not sure how they're gonna safely catch and acquire this shark. Uh, Rachel suggests, uh, why don't we just morph dolphin and beat the shit out of it? Um, <laughs> and Cassie hates this idea, but nobody has a better idea. So like, I guess they're gonna try it. <laughs> but um. Before they can get, they can try. They get caught by some security guards, and one of them's like, oh, "What the fuck is that?" He's looking at Axe because Axe is an Andalite form. He's like, "What the fuck is that?" And the other one's like, "That, my friend, is an Andalite because he's a controller." So there's a scuffle. They run. Guards shooting. More guards are coming. Uh, they run into a giant underwater tunnel, like with the fish swimming all around them. Um, and once again, they are cornered by a guard there. So to escape, Axe cuts open the plexiglass with his tail, and all the water comes rushing in. They flood They flood the uh, aquarium area. Uh, Marco is caught in the water, and he's uh, he like swims up to, to surface for air. He gets himself wedged in an air conditioning vent, and the shark is swimming after him. Um, so Marco drops down onto the shark and starts to acquire it. Unfortunately, the shark does go into a trance, and I guess he... Um, that he gets to the, it's a little unclear what happens, but somehow he gets this shark <laughs> up to the surface where the other animorphs are, and they all acquire it. So now they all have shark morphs. <laughs> this this should be an intense, bewildering action set piece, but because it's animorphs and this happens like every book, it's just like yeah, yeah. business as usual. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's they fucking destroy and drain a like million gallon aquarium with fish yeah. all over. Like it's if you're if you visualize this, like if this was yeah. a movie, it would be absolutely crazy to witness. I mean, the visuals from this are stuck in my mind because it was so early in my Animorphs mm. history. It's like, oh yeah, I, I remember them in the tunnel, and then the tunnel floods in. But yeah, I can imagine at this point you're you're kind of burnt it, out on these it's not even i mean even k applegate is like this isn't even good enough to be the final act <laughs> this is just the yeah. midpoint <laughs> it's just like a thing that happens in the middle here <laughs> like like i feel like even the way it's written is not like so spectacular it's mm-hmm. just uh it's just like yeah yeah then he, he struck the glass water's coming out it's like yeah but that's a lot of water <laughs> like this yeah. is kind of a big no. deal <laughs> Yeah, Marco's like legitimately should be worried about drowning. I guess can Marco swim because he couldn't swim before. He couldn't. I, don't I thought he that. couldn't. Yeah, in book four he couldn't swim. Well, so now I guess he learned to swim or something. Yeah, Marco couldn't swim, and Tobias is afraid of water. Come on, yeah. going. I don't. We're going back to that well a bit. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because there's water. Correct. Uh, Ocean yeah. World does sound sick, though. Is there a real place yeah. that's like this where you walk under? A, and I guess there, there must be. There but... are places like this. I don't know 
particularly of any, but there are places like this. Maybe like in Dubai or some shit. <laughs> like it's, I've yeah, it's kind of like I've been to you know aquariums that are cool, but I can't think of one where this sounds like the whole thing is built on just like you're in and under the water. Although I do really yeah. like how Axe is like. <laughs> so all this water like could just come yeah. through. All this protecting us is this shitty glass. Why do humans do things like this? <laughs> Yeah, no, he starts off by saying, oh, now this is a cool human concept. I like this hologram makes it look like we're underwater. Now, <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, I'm sorry. I don't want to I don't want to be known as the guy who just shits on Cassie all the time. Mm hmm. I honestly I, I mean, in this instance, I blame Kay Applegate more because it's just this the little Cassie of. Thing of oh it's not good to hurt the sharks but then they just do it anyway <laughs> it just feels like you know k applegate can't uh, it's like well i don't know how else to move the plot forward <laughs> so mm -hmm. she has to object to it but then they're just gonna do it like i would rather yeah. if she's gonna object to it then you know like actually object to it don't just Listen, the other Animorphs absolutely do get sick of Cassie's shit. <laughs> like, that is a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just feels, like, pointless. It just, it feels like there should be some, mm -hmm. like, if, she, I'd rather she just put up with it, or if it's her book, then she can internally think about it or something, but I, I'd rather she, I don't know, if she's gonna talk about it, make it a thing. Make it actually like, okay, we need to then find a way to do it non-violently. Yeah, she should push harder on this one, because, like, I don't know about catching the shark, but, like, aquarium sharks are well-fed. Like, they're not gonna be attacking. Like, like they put them in an aquarium with other fish, right? And they don't want the sharks eating their expensive fish. They feed those sharks. Right. Yeah, and I mean, you know, we don't... This is even aside from, you know, but it's fine to go rip those hork eyes out that's that's cool yeah yeah <laughs> don't worry about that they're ugly so <laughs> big big deal okay now is i need to i need to ask, ask this question i don't hopefully you know an answer to this does ocean uh, world have armed guards normally <laughs> or is it just because he's a controller that he's carrying a gun it seems, it seems like, like they have armed guards normally so like <laughs> yeah. they they talk about this on on the news the next day, where the news anchor. I mean, first of all, it's implied that the controllers that saw them both die. Here, like they drowned. <laughs> like they say, like they they're missing or something, but clearly they drowned. So, but but like the guard who, the normal guard who's like, I saw this weird deer thing or something, uh, talking about acts like the that there seems to be an implication in the news that. Uh, he got drunk and they shot the place up after getting drunk. So I guess like it's assumed, yeah, of course they had guns because they're security guards. Yeah, I guess that's just if you're a security guard, you get a gun. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you're protecting. I mean, are there really night shift guards at an aquarium? <laughs> yeah, I I wouldn't think so. I also am wondering what exactly is the value of being a Yerk controller in a security guard at a, an aquarium. <laughs> Like <laughs> that one, that one's a bigger deal because, uh, Andalites, they got to get their morph somewhere. Like you would think mm. the gardens would be heavily infested. Oh, interesting. If yeah. Visitor three were competent, he'd be like that gorilla handler 
he needs to be a controller because somehow they're getting at those gorillas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's not bad. And I mean, this certainly would justify it right here, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. But okay. uh, now, now with these going back to some just mm-hmm. dumb these these controller uh, these mm-hmm. controller security guards, uh, they see the animorphs with axe, right? They're like, "There's an andalite. We got to stop him." There's also some kids there, and. They say, forget the kids. We get kids breaking in here all the time. They're irrelevant. It's the Andalite we want. And it's just like, <laughs> are you even trying anymore to come up with an excuse for why they don't? Because like, you could have just been like, wait a second. Why are those kids with him? Oh, but they're dead now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're pretty stupid. They really are not. Just an Andalite and some kids. I mean, at the very least, wouldn't they think they're Andalites in human morph? Yeah. Or something. Like, question them for some, <laughs> what, anything. Yeah. Or, like, if, if some kids broke in here, and then an Andalite also broke in here, and they, like, grouped up, you you need to capture and infest those kids. Like, they're important one way or another. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, Yerks are stupid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's definitely some kids' book issues. Where, like, the bad guy's got to be dumb because the plot's got to be dumb. Yeah, I mean, I already was like, I, I, I was just giving them a freebie on the fact that there's Yerk aquarium guards and stuff. I was like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. This, this is whatever. I wasn't sure. I thought at first, you know, until we, we find out right away that one of them is a controller, but... I, I wasn't sure if they were going to pull a, oh, this is just my blue horse again or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess regular people are pretty stupid, too. <laughs> right. It's just a blue horse. <laughs> <laughs> Feeding him horse food back here. This is a, I got to put this back in its tank. I'm here for the overnight. It's a new aquatic horse fish. <laughs> That's why it's blue. It goes in the water. <laughs> yeah, it makes, blue stuff goes in the water. It makes sense. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, also, I do, I do also want to go back a little before this when uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Marco gets really offended when he says, "Hey, who's worked up by some little old sharks?" And Rachel says, "You are." Yeah, <laughs> it's that really gets to him. <laughs> it's good. Marco's like actually really. Uh, he feels really bad about about being afraid of sharks because, like, in any other situation, he should have had a comeback and just not. You wouldn't give a shit, but like, yeah, he's, he's, yeah. he's like really upset. Like about, I, 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 there or later on, he says that he like is crying on the inside or something like it really, yeah. he, he yeah, no, he's, it so he's like ashamed too of how, uh, of how scared he is of this thing. Yeah. It's rough. I feel for this boy. Poor Marco. He did get torn in half. So yeah. Love you, Marco. We love you, Marco. Now, uh, Marco does something a little bit crazy after this. <laughs> does he? Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, so they got their shark morphs, and they're waiting for the weekend to go back to the island. And He's Marco in this book? is, yeah, the weekend. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, they're cool. waiting for him to show up. Cool. Everybody's waiting. W- working or working? I thought. Listen. <laughs> Marco is obsessing about morphing the shark, right? I think he, he's got like this idea of like the shark wouldn't be afraid. The shark wouldn't 
So he decides he's going to try it out on his own in the school pool. Uh, so he gets a, he gets into the school pool and he starts morphing when nobody's there. And midway through, some bullies, Drake and Wu, show up. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, everyone's favorite, Drake and Wu. Yeah! Mortal enemies to Juan and Terry. Yeah! <laughs> uh... Now, they don't notice that he's mid-morphed. Uh, this speculation is that he just looks real long because of the water distortion. <laughs> um, but, but Marco's got, like, shark teeth in his mouth, right? Uh, they don't see this. So they're bullying him about his mom being dead and blah, blah, blah. And Marco starts thinking about killing them and biting. He's, like, looking at Wu's throat. Like, what if I just bit out his throat and, and killed him with my shark teeth? Um... It's kind of fucked up, but fortunately, <laughs> before things can get out of hand, Jake shows up and gets Marco to back down and de-escalates the thing. Um, kind of got some let the right one in vibes here. Ooh, yeah. You know, I've never seen the the American one, which I heard is also Nor, good. But yeah, I've never seen the American one. Or didn't they do a remake like very recently? Oh, did they do another one? Yeah, like I thought they did another one. I don't know. I mean, the American one is a remake, technically. Yeah. 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 Um, I love this scene. There's some good stuff here. I I really like this idea that Marco wants to be a shark because they can't feel anything. <laughs> that is mm-hmm. so uh, <laughs> relatable and, <laughs> and sad. <laughs> I wish I were a soulless killing machine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but there is like this... Mm-hmm. I mean, usually people are like, oh, I would just want to be a cat. You have no worries in the world or whatever. You can just sleep all day. And, mm-hmm. you know, but, you, you know, I can totally understand taking it further and be like, I just want to be a mindless, just, you just move and eat. <laughs> there yeah. is something appealing about that to me. <laughs> Without, I, I do like eating and moving. Eating and moving, uh, they're they're both really good. Is this a? They, she says this later about how sharks have to move or they'll die. Is yeah, that, is that like a myth or is that a real thing? I've never. I've been hearing that since I was a kid. I've never heard it debunked. Okay, but I. I well, there are some sharks that don't. For sure, there are some sharks that don't because there are some sharks that are like weird bottom feeders or ambush predators. Yeah. Maybe it is a myth. I don't know. Okay. And there's lone sharks. Don't get me started on those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all by themselves. Uh, I also... <laughs> that's right. I also love... Obviously, I love Drake and Wu. Right. Who wouldn't love Drake and Wu? Our newest pairing after, as you said, Juan and Terry, Dominic mm-hmm. and Pete, and right. Jerix and Larix. Jerickson we Lyrics now can add stars. to the pantheon of dynamic duos Drake and Wu. What? So what went wrong with Wu's parents that they named him Wu? W O O, by the way. <laughs> well, I'm assuming uh, he's Asian. <laughs> Is that a proper spelling of an actual Asian name? W O O. Well, I thought maybe that because there's John Am I being Wu. racist. <laughs> maybe, probably. But there's okay. there's John Wu. Maybe that's his last name. Maybe mm. he's oh okay. Maybe okay. he goes by his last name. The other guy doesn't. Well, maybe he, he could. I don't know. Maybe Drake's Drake's last name. <laughs> maybe this is a famous uh, hip hop musician Drake. <laughs> I 
I mean, I don't know. Maybe like maybe Wu is a name that would be maybe would be spelled W U or something. I, I don't know. Yeah, if it if it were W U, then I'd be like, I don't know enough about like. I, I wouldn't be able to say if this is a normal cultural name or if this is like a Cho Chang situation. <laughs> right. <laughs> but W-O-O just feels very weird to me. But maybe it's not. I don't know. Maybe she did. I guess her, her yeah, there's John Woo. So I don't it's, you know, it's not crazy to me. But uh-huh. these bullies do kind of suck. <laughs> they they call their name for him is Marco Roni. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> that's such a bad insult. Like, that's the best you can do? <laughs> These bullies got to work on their material. Listen, when you're a kid, I don't, maybe not anymore when you're 14, but yeah, when you're 14. a kid, like, you can literally use any kind of, <laughs> like, if it sounds like your name and it's not your name, it's an insult now when you're a kid. Call him, like, um, mor- moron. Yeah, I can tell you weren't a bully. <laughs> no, only in anonymous Twitter threads. Mm. Look out, ladies. <laughs> yeah, we can't say any things you said there on the air. No, 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 but but people can infer. <laughs> now, we're going to get more negative feedback. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. We are. It's all satire, folks. That's right. How do you feel about the part where uh, where Drake's like, what's wrong with his eyes, man? Because I guess Marco's eyes have gotten a little shark-like. I, I like, I, I'm picturing, this is kind of a Venom-like scene to me. Yeah. Where Marco's got like a Venom in him that wants to come out and destroy these mm-hmm. guys, or, or a Hulk even. And I'm like, yes, yeah. let him... I want it feels I, more venomy. The it, whole, yes, much more venomy. <laughs> it's a lot more malicious. I want Marco to tear this guy's throat out, <laughs> and I love that. Fuck you, Jake. I, Get out of here. I love the scene of or the little note about how bullies don't like to feel like they're not in control. And uh, they're like scared because they're like, you know, they're, they're confused. Why are they talking like he could? kick our ass right now and it's like yeah i I don't know it's kind of badass i like it it's good yeah kind of some rachel energy here there is this is what rachel's like all the time (laughs) yes she doesn't need shark dna (laughs) god what like wasn't that wasn't that a thing that happened in book uh five or something where where somebody like uh, pushed rachel or something and she just like fucking body slams her and like holds up a plastic knife at her throat or some shit <laughs> what? i don't remember i remember what you they turned... like it sent to chapman's office or something oh. right and marco has to pretend oh they were fighting over me or not pretend he has to make a joke to de-escalate i mean i it was her and melissa or does it go isn't no it? it was some other chick i don't remember who the other chick is but yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, but yeah, maybe. Sure, probably. <laughs> Something like this. This is just what Rachel's like. Though, I mean, point. the bullies do. They do. Marco Roni is bad, but they do then really cut to the core when they just say, hey, your mom's dead. <laughs> yeah, they sure do say. No, I, was it woo? One of them is all like, ah, she's probably not even dead. She probably just ran off with some other dude. <laughs> yeah. Woo says boo hoo. He pretends yeah. to cry. Yeah, it says boo hoo woo. That's what they call him. Probably ran off with some dude, which technically is true. <laughs> she ran off with Visitor Three. Now, hmm, <laughs> what? I might have. I don't know. 
What? I'm just not sure. That's... I'm just not sure Visser 3 is the one she ran off with. <laughs> well, okay, she ran off with Planos you... 227. How does that sound? <laughs> that sounds more accurate. Are you a are you a Visser throne shipper? <laughs> oh, now I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hadn't really thought about it, but now I definitely you know I'm a I'm a bit of a Marco <laughs> Rachel shipper, so Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good. Oh yeah, good. I like that. They're oh, like and then the, and then you know, and enemies then, to lovers. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Marco has to be like <laughs> he's like this kid and Visser Three and Visser One are his new mom and dad. <laughs> And <laughs> you have like a, a comedy of errors where he, like his Mr. Three's like got a bond with Marco and but Marco doesn't like him. They're yeah, they go on a fishing trip and they're like Marco's like, oh my god, he's so embarrassing. Mr. Three's Mr. like he pulls a fish Mr. out of the water. Tries to, I was thinking he tries to morph a fish to make it. It's like Marco could catch a really big fish if I morphed into one. Then he would like me. I was gonna say he he catches a fish, but then shoots it because he thinks it's an andalite. <laughs> <laughs> Marco's like, Dad, come on! Oh yeah, I can imagine he him like uh, him him cutting up some animals in front of Marco's friends. Dad, right. you stop! You're having a meltdown <laughs> in front of all my friends. This is all I want. This you is- killed Jake's dog, Homer. I mean, this is not far off from like the you know comics of Darth Vader being a dad to to Luke. Yeah, that's about. You, well, you can make these comics. Yeah, we will. You're a web comic artist. I, yeah, I am. I am. I am. I had to think about it for a second. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah all right. Anyway, unfortunately, he does yeah. not murder these two kids. <laughs> he does not. They. Uh, he keeps himself in check and. Uh, you know, the weekend comes and they go back to the island to morph sharks with the weekend. Um, so, you know, they're, they all, they, they morph sharks. There's a little bit where Marco cuts himself before they start. So, you know, they're all circling around trying to find prey before they get control. You know, your, your classic take control of your morph thing. Um, they swim past all the guard sharks, no problem. And they enter into the building. Uh, but while they're looking around in an alarm goes off like the same thing that called the sharks back before and all the sharks swim swim in swim past him into a room so they follow into this room and when they get in there they are snatched up by a weird conveyor belt thing that lifts them all out of the water like with the other sharks uh weird slaughterhouse <laughs> type Im- i think they even mention a slaughterhouse in here yeah. type imagery uh but one by one this machine comes and like drills into their heads and implants a small metal device into each one of their heads, brains, something like this. So now they've all got these these Yerk devices in them. And um, the Yerks can, can signal it to make them feel like extreme pleasure and pain, which seems to be how they are controlling all the sharks. Um, but they also feel their shark brains getting smarter. Uh, so they realize the Yerks are mutating the shark brains so that they can infest them. Uh, presumably so that they can use them as underwater shock troops on Lyra. Oh, wait, Lyra is the name of the planet? Uh, yeah, I think they mention it in this book and they call it Lyran, but I, it is called Lyra. Eventually. It's not just the Lyran homeworld? <laughs> no, no, it's like uh, it's like planet Anda, you know? Right, right. Where the Andalites are from. Yeah. And Lyra, where the Lyrans are from. Yeah. Okay. Was that was that it? Are you, re- are you, are you done? 
Yeah, that's uh, that's okay. they get things put in their brains. I feel like that's important <laughs> enough to talk about. I, mean, I I'm not ready to move on from putting things in their brains. I, well, I just wasn't sure if there was if you're going to go any further, but uh, I mean, well, well, I do. I want to start by just saying. Well, we could if you want. No, 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 no. We're gonna we're gonna talk about this, but I just want to start. I just okay, want yeah. first. I want to say something. Mm. Cage goes in the water. You go in the mm. water. Right. Marco's in the water. Our mm-hmm. Marco. <laughs> oh man, you know who's a fair Spanish lady? Who? Marco's mom. <laughs> oh yeah, she is. Farewell and adieu. Let me tell you. Marco's mom, kind of a milf. Mm. I think you said that before. <laughs> well, bears repeating. How about this? Marco's mom, kind of a yilf. <laughs> now that's a good one. Kind of a, like a vilf. Vilf, <laughs> yeah. Marco's mom has got it going on. She's got a yerk. And it's in her for so long. Marco, mm-hmm. can't you see? There's a yerk for you and me. I mm-hmm. know it might be wrong, but I infected Marco's mom. I think you mean infested. I, yes, I, I knew. As soon as I said it, I knew. You I, were so close. I know. I know. You almost pulled it off. I know. Listen, if when this this week, it's my fault the episode is long. <laughs> I'm going to take responsibility yeah, th- just for this week. Every other week, it's not my fault. It's yours. But this week, it's I'm, it's on me. <laughs> you've, you've got a lot of energy this week. I, that's for sure. Well, I was sleepy and now I've got awake. <laughs> okay. That's a, a good excuse. We learned a vocab word in this section. Did you pick up on that? Oh, what was the vocab word? Denticles. Oh, yeah. Maybe you knew that I knew word that already. Word. <laughs> oh, I did know that Okay. Word. I might have learned it from this book. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the tiny mutated teeth that shark skin is covered with. Another animal fact that I have to question why Marco knows this. <laughs> yes, that is strange. Cassie should be saying that. Any, it's pretty much any... I guess at this point, we just have to assume that animorphs spend some time in the library or on, on AOL checking out animal yeah. facts. Yeah, Marco's the internet guy for sure. He's on AOL. Yeah. But now this is this is kind of um when what I was uh alluding to earlier with the horses, which is you know, it's not crazy to me to think that maybe they had mutated those horses to be infestable. Right? Maybe there is something with the intelligence of the animal. Maybe those horses were made to be smarter, like they're making these sharks smarter. Mm-hmm. You know? Like they, like we've got this tech. I don't know how new this tech is, but maybe they were like, you know, we, um, we've got to, we've got to make this shark army, but like we've, let's try it out on, on a dozen horses first or something. Yeah. There, there's a through know. line, even if it's not directly related, there's still just, uh, the idea of let's mm-hmm. just experiment on different kinds of animals and just see what we can do with them. Yeah. They're, they're here. And, and figuring out, I mean, that, that is a, a worthwhile yerk pursuit, right? Like they need more host bodies as, that's always the issue. So what if you can mutate non-infestable animals? There's something here. It is. I mean, this technology is weird as hell. <laughs> yes. Like yurks are, they mutate them to make them smarter so that they can then infest them once their brains are big enough or something. 
Yeah, something like that, I guess. Uh, at first, I thought they were robot sharks. Mm. I thought maybe, maybe that was the tie-in with the chi, but no, they're just regular sharks. It is, I That's mean... It's much weirder than robot sharks. <laughs> yeah, this is a, another one of these scenes that's just batshit to visualize. <laughs> like, yeah. It's yeah. so insane to think about the reality of what is happening here. Yeah. And again, as a kid, like, this was very vivid to me because it was an earlier Animorph scene. You know, it's like they're being, you know, carried down this, like, conveyor belt effectively, and they're getting drills put in there. But, like, it's kind of horrible because, like, they can they can see, right? Marco can, like, see Cassie's head getting drilled, and then he's next. It, oh, yeah. Little, oh, it's little, like, this yeah. is This is more disturbing than many horror movies I've... This is some fucking David Cronenberg <laughs> shit for real. Like... Yeah, you're be you're like you're in you're already in the a body that's not yours that's a yeah. freaky alien b- body and you're like uh, being against your will carried down a conveyor belt like lifted up on a hook or something and drilled into your brain it's like, this is fucked up <laughs> yeah yeah and they don't at this point in the series it just feels like yeah you know <laughs> another yeah <laughs> it's Wednesday. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, Yeah. Crazy ass shit. It sure is. It's uh, some uh, cast. Now, they uh, earlier we had talked about uh, Yerks forgetting they had guns. (laughs) You know, a shark can't hold a gun. Yet. And I just feel like a scuba hork even if it's not as good on its own, would be able to shoot. Like, you you can't modify your Dracon beams to work underwater or something. They must work underwater. That's got to be better than a shark. <laughs> a shark doesn't have hands. <laughs> yeah. I, maybe the idea is... Well, no, they want to use them on another planet. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... I don't know. Maybe wherever, you know, maybe Lyra's environment is just better for sharks. Like they figured this out or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I still think the no hands issue is a pretty big one. Well, they'll just, they just pull a Dr. Evil and strap laser beams to their heads. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they'll give them robot arms. When did uh, Austin Powers come out? Probably 97. So, yeah, it must have been around this time. So, uh, yeah, maybe... If this I'm trying to remember when people first started saying, yeah, baby, it's cool. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's been, you know, my whole life. Yeah. It feels like it's always been with me. <laughs> Alrighty then, like that one's also... Yeah, yeah, that one's really good. <laughs> remember back in the day when you, you had to be able to do impressions of comedians to be cool? We didn't have memes back in my day. You couldn't just put some impact font on a on a funny picture. You had to be able to to talk like Jim Carrey. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. No. That one's a little older than that, but Now, there's uh there's a good bit in here where they're trying to figure out which one of these doors they want to go in. <laughs> I love this part. Uh, they have some suggestions. Uh, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Heads or tails? 
one potato, two potato? Axe is confused, and Marco explains, these are highly advanced human methods for making choices. <laughs> yeah, and then and then they just go, middle door? Yeah, middle door. Middle door, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's funny. That's, good. A good, that's a good part. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I'm a fan. There's also, you know, piggybacking on some of the Marco... Uh, issues jake has to have like a little pep talk with marco before the mission to be like marco you haven't been saying this is insane and we're all gonna die and you haven't been cracking jokes and everybody's weirded out (laughs) (laughs) like do you need to maybe you need to just tell everybody what's going on or something (sighs) poor marco i get it it's it's the burden of being the class clown yeah crying the the line marco (laughs) <laughs> I am Pagliacci or whatever. Is that what the name? Yeah. Yeah, that's the name. Yeah. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. But after then what they happens? do all the... Excuse you? I just said, then what happens? <laughs> after, they, uh, after they do this conveyor belt thing, they um they say, okay, we'll, we'll more fly to infiltrate the place, but... As they try to more fly, the um, the control devices are too big for their fly heads. Uh, so they would have like they would have killed themselves if they finished the morph. Their heads like start. It's like they're going to explode. So um, <clears throat> they figure they're going to split into two teams. Right, Axe, Marco, and Tobias will find the controls to the station, and the rest will rampage around in battle morph. Um, Marco and company go bird. And they fly into uh, one of the buildings because uh, there's buildings within this building. It's a little weird, uh, but they go flying around in there. There's like a scene where they're going through the hallways. Um, and uh, but uh, eventually they get in. Marco demorphs, and he goes to open a random door. And uh, who should call him to come in? But his mom. Right. Mm. So, uh, mm. so we get this, this pretty, uh, powerful scene where Marco is like face to face with his mom and he has to pretend to be a controller technician sent to help her with her shark project. Um, there's even a bit where Visser one sees that he's having like emotional difficulty and she's like, oh, you must work harder to control your host. You know, my own host is despairing seeing you here, but I don't give a shit about that. You know, I'm under control. It's a, it's, it's a pretty fucked up scene. Um, but yeah, eventually she's like, "Ah, I guess I have to go see to these bandits wrecking the place, huh? And, and she leaves and, um, and Marco also heads up, but not before he sees a giant yellow snake outside, which, uh, Visser 3 is on his way here as well. (laughs) Classic Visser 3. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Coming as a snake. Now there's obviously a lot to, to unpack in this Marco mom scene, but. Yeah, I I do want to rewind first and just say that every week I understand morphing less. (laughs) Why? Why does this device stay in their heads and not leave? One of the things that I was thinking about, because when when you would say, like, doesn't it is stuff staying here? And And I was saying stuff definitely stays inside your body. This is one of the things that I was thinking of, like very yeah. explicitly. This thing is here. It's plot relevant. They can't go fly because of it. Um, I don't know. It's but not it, consistent. It can't like, 
I don't I don't understand why it works this way. <laughs> why wouldn't the device just come out f- first? I I don't I I don't I don't get it. I just don't get it. <laughs> It depends on what makes more evocative writing. Sometimes it doesn't matter, so it just goes away. And sometimes uh, their heads are about to explode because their bodies are getting too small. Like, it's a good thing none of them have braces. (laughs) Right? Or or a filling. You can morph braces just like tight clothing. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you can morph tight clothing too, but not this device. Uh, Am I just dumb? I don't remember how... Oh, right, right. That's right. They just, they don't, okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, yeah. So, and then Marco and his mom. So, I mean, this is a pretty big confrontation. Yeah. I did. I did think, what was the plan exactly? Marco was just supposed to go in here and, and kill her. Was that what the rest of the group I, I wanted? I think he wasn't. Well, they were going into this area looking for. Like the control room to this place. I don't know why. Presumably to get information or to figure out how to liquidate these things in their heads, get rid of them, something. Yeah. Which is why he's off with Axe. I'm not sure that he knew that his mom was in this particular room. Although they they do explicitly say Marco chose to go like into this particular internal building because he knew his mom was in it. Because he saw her through the window. Tobias and Axe did not know why he chose to do that. Right, right. It, it does feel like he kind of accidentally stumbled his way into this room. <laughs> and I was sitting there like, this is absurd. How does she not immediately recognize her son? Yeah. Uh, oh, she does. Yeah. <laughs> she just assumes there's a yerk in his head. Yeah. She's, she just doesn't. Which also yeah, she's is not weird. like, oh, hey, you're infesting my uh, son. She's just like, yeah, 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 whatever. She's just like, neat. <laughs> Isn't that yeah. a fun, fun fact for you? <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact. Yeah, you can imagine Marco's mom is probably like that screaming inside her head there. I feel yeah, it's it's rough because you gotta imagine by the end of this, she doesn't yeah. she's now just under the assumption, I probably yeah. that her kid is infested. Yeah, going forward, she has to assume that Marco is just infested. Which is probably was like one of the only things keeping her sane was like the idea that at least her family was safe. Yeah, yeah. And he's very clearly not safe. There's a, a great thing when when, he, when Marco comes in, Visser one says, weren't there supposed to be four technicians sent up? And Marco goes, oh, I uh, I, I think uh, Visser three killed the other ones for doing something wrong. And she and she's just like, it's completely believable. She's like, ah, of course he did. Yeah, Motherfucker. That's funny. Also, also the, the fact that she's just like, yeah, of course they would choose a young teenage boy for this job. <laughs> like yeah, it, what? Yeah. Oh, well, the Yerk's the technician, not Marco. Yeah, sure, but like, why is he? Why is this the body? I guess Tom is high ranking. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Maybe. I don't know. Um. Uh, yeah, but it's and also seeing Visser One. It's such a contrast <laughs> compared to Visser Three. <laughs> yeah. No. It, it is. Very fun how Visser One actually seems to be relatively competent. Yeah, oh, like she, she does seem to know what she, she like. She's here and she's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got this project I got to get wrapped up. This is my deadline. I got two thousand sharks got to be coming in by the end of the month or whatever. I don't have time for Visser Three's bullshit. I don't have time for this Andalite bullshit. I'll get out there and handle it. She's calm. She's collected. <laughs> yeah, she's professional. Yeah, uh, I I do have to wonder, and I. 
I don't know. You can tell me or not tell me if this happens at some point. <laughs> There's this bitter rivalry between Visser 1 and Visser 3. What the fuck's Visser 2 doing? <laughs> Does he have any... Does Visser 2 have any thoughts about this? Visser 2 shows up, but I'm pretty sure not in any important to the plot capacity. <laughs> It's so weird. It's like Mr. Two's doing something else. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Why isn't Mr. Three sure. just Mr. Two? <laughs> it's like, it's just weird. It seems I'm confused as to why there's not rivalry between all the Vissers. Maybe there is, but it just seems like specifically one and three hate each other. But it's like, well, you got to go through another one first or I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I can see why they hate each other, right? Because Visser one explicitly like started the invasion of Earth mm. and Visser three is explicitly her successor on that. And so I, I do think there is something there in terms of Visser 1 hates Visser 3 because he's incompetent and bungling her carefully crafted plan because he is a, a psychopath. And Visser 3 hates Visser 1 because he resents being put in charge of Earth and, instead of an Andalite invasion and because she's always bitching at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It does It does make sense. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Like I, I get that. The other, I'm sure the other visitors all have power struggles too. Yeah, they must. They must. It seems like kind of a Sith-like thing. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I, I also just this is uh, nothing to do with anything, but there was also a part earlier where they're morphing flies that I wanted to say because Marco says seeing someone morph into a fly is enough fuel to keep you in nightmares the rest of your life. And I was just wondering if this was like the the, the the phrase nightmare fuel existed at this point in popular culture. I have no idea. Maybe I don't know if that was a precursor to nightmare fuel or just a different way of saying it. But I don't yeah, know. maybe she uh, invented it. Maybe she did. Because it's a very specific like without that phrase, you wouldn't. It's not like a A to B. Oh yeah, fuel for your nightmare. I, maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe they say yeah. it in fucking Friday the or Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, I get it. It would make sense either way. But also, I don't know. It Whatever. feels like a very like modern internet phrase. Nightmare fuel. I don't. Does it? I don't know. I feel like that's always like. Oh man, that's fucking nightmare fuel. Like I feel like that's said around on you know internet i guess that's true (laughs) it doesn't doesn't seem like a thing from before the 2000s to me but maybe maybe it was yeah i don't know i just feel like you're a little over focused on on this (laughs) i just wanted to bring it up because maybe okay you know k applegate's like shakespearing some phrases and shit (laughs) k.a shakespeare (laughs) um Do we want to try? We are going to go really over. Do we want to try to get into this last scene? Yeah. yeah just, the problem is there's, look, there's I can so tell much you this. shit that happens. My yeah. notes are done. <laughs> so you can just read through the ending and I'll say what I think. And I don't. I mean, like, there's, okay. There, there's some other stuff here, but there's, there, there's so much shit listen, <laughs> that say, happens. Say all you got to say. What? Who the fuck are we kidding at this point? All right, all right, all right. Yeah, no, so, uh, yeah, Marco meets up with Tobias and Axe. Uh, 
they are in a nearby room where they're hiding. They are doing what they're supposed to be doing, accessing the computer system. Uh, they confirm the Lyra story, and they discover that the control device is in their head. They'll liquidate if the facility is destroyed. And the place does use force fields to keep the water out, even though they said earlier there's no force field because the power consumption's too high. So I don't know what's going on there, but it does. So they're going to shut off the, the force fields, and that the water will flood in and destroy the building. And uh, they put it on a five-minute timer. So in five minutes, everything's going to get destroyed. Um, they leave the building. Uh, there's, you know, the scene of carnage because the other Animorphs have been rampaging. Marco does some fighting, whatever. And uh, and Visser 1 shows up uh, again. Um, it's actually pretty good. She's, like, just, again, cool and calm and collected. She's, like, kicking down Hork Bajir, like, get up and fight. Uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she, she goes up to Marco. She's all, you know, surrender and we'll let you live. Um, but then the Lyran controller shows up and he says, uh, Visser one, this isn't an Andalite. It's a human, right? It can read Marco's mind, but fortunately she's like dumbass. That's a gorilla. They're related to humans, but they're not <laughs> the same. And then Marco punches it out. So it can't tell her. Um, Visser three shows up. They start yelling. The Visser One and Visser Three are yelling at each other. The countdown alarm goes off. Um, there's, you know, Visser One runs to go shut it off. Visser Three fight has a fight with the Animorphs. You know, there's like a standoff where he's got axe in his mouth, and Rachel is uh, threatening to rip him in half if he doesn't let him go. And uh, Marco punches Visser Three, and whatever he he slinks off. <laughs> he goes blasting off again. He goes blasting off again. There's some good bits in here, uh, like the alarm, the countdown alarm to the destruction says, have a nice day at the end of all the announcements. Fun little joke. Uh, <laughs> I like how the Lyran says that it doesn't just talk in your head. It also speaks out loud. So it, uh, huh. the Lyran says, ha tu ma el ga su fa to il. That's good. Yeah. Um. And there's some other stuff, whatever. We'll talk about that when we get to the end here. Um, because Visser 1 goes up and stops the countdown. Uh, so Rachel's like, all right, I'm going to go kill her. And Marco has to come up and stop Rachel. And he does it by revealing that this is his mom. So Rachel just knocks her out instead. And um, more shit happens. Marco throws a chair through the window and the place floods. Um, so they swim away as the whole place implodes, right? They've destroyed it. Uh, they didn't kill Visser 1, except they sort of are flooding the place out. Um, they feel the devices in their heads melt. The sharks swim off. It's all resolved. And, uh, at the, as they're leaving, Rachel says, oh, I think I heard the engines of that submarine we saw before. And, uh, nobody else, uh, nobody else heard it. So Marco doesn't know if she's lying to make her, him feel better, but maybe Visser 1 got rescued. Yeah. And that's the end of the book. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it so, feels, feels pretty, yeah. it's pretty obvious to me. I mean, yeah. I, I never felt like his mom was going to die. It would be a terrible yeah. decision. To, you're like, you can't kill his mom. Yeah. Die. Yeah. And they don't even see, it's comics logic with their body here. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, I'm surprised it wasn't even, they, they don't have escape pods and shit all over the place. I don't know. It just seems like a pretty easy solve for Yerks. But yeah, I mean, by the when she shut off the thing, there was like a minute left. So, right. And, right. you know, obviously she is going to get out. So, 
Nah, the, I don't know. The, the alarm is kind of funny, but also why does it say have a nice day? Who programmed this yeah. alarm? <laughs> yeah, I don't know because it, it makes... was funny. <laughs> yeah. Some Yerk jokester. <laughs> so maybe maybe Eric hacked it as a prank. Mm. Yeah, like, Eric was like, this alarm's too mean. <laughs> yeah, he, he don't like that. He won't he won't attack them, but he's gonna be like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> New head cannon. New head cannon. Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, so now everybody yeah. knows that Marco's mom is so that really it only lasted like two Marco books. Maybe only yeah. just one even, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, which is like six or seven yeah. regular books, but Yeah, no, but yeah, no, the cat's out of the bag. Yeah, that that happened honestly sooner than I thought it would. I I figured that would be stretched mm-hmm. out for a while, but they they cut that cord. Yep. No, I think that's just there's not that much point in having it be secret. Yeah, it's more because like the interesting part is like what are they gonna do? You know, right? Um, and and that is like a thing that happens here because like Marco stops Rachel from killing his mom, but then floods the area and like implodes the building with his mom in it and doesn't make an effort to get her out. Um, so there's definitely a lot of con- con- like, it seems, he seems very conflicted on like, do you kill her or not? Or what do you do here? Um, <laughs> there's like even a part when they set the place to blow, Marco makes a comment. That's like, those who can't grow gills will wish they could. And it, it kind of like, even that early on, it seems like he's kind of planning to kill her. Right. Yeah, I guess he does make the choice, in a way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, that's the more interesting part of the the relationship is is do you make this choice? Right. Yeah. It is. Um. You know. It, it is kind of funny that <laughs> Jake's like, "Oh, my brother. He's like Yerk in the sharing," and Marco's yeah. like one ups him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, my yeah, mom's the fucking leader of the Yerks, bitch. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, we're not interested in Tom anymore. Fuck that story. We got a bigger fish to fry over here. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm wondering if uh, every Marco book is his mom's going to show up, and I don't know if I if I necess- if I would object to that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's again, that's Marco's thing. So yeah. I mean, his mom didn't, she got mentioned last one, but she didn't show up, so. That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I mean, some books without his mom. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah At least yeah, yeah. one. <laughs> um. But, it was, uh, you know, this was, a, I, this it's, compared to the horse book, <laughs> this was yeah. certainly a step up in terms of not being fucking stupid. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is a real book. This is not a stupid book, like the horse book is. <laughs> it is. Um, no, it's called the Escape, which I guess is the escape from the place at the end. Yeah, or like his mom gets out. Yeah, maybe or something. Yeah, I guess. Not sure. Oh, it's worth noting um, that Visser Three actually saw Rachel spare Visser One's life through the right. window. So even if she does live, like he's gonna think she's a traitor and like and a like collaborator, and that that could be a thing that that she has to struggle with now. Yeah, in their Yerk power, whatever. <laughs> yeah, they make a whole thing about that. So yeah, I'm I'm curious to see how that plays out exactly. 
Mm-hmm. All right. I, I assume Visser three will make these claims, but that doesn't mean anyone will believe him. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, there's places to be gone with Visser three and Visser one. Oh, we got a long road ahead. I can think of a few places to be gone with the two of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, a little visceron viscer action. Mm-hmm. Now, do you ship just the Yerks doing their uh, their weird mm. like splitting into grubs thing, or do you do they need the host bodies for the ship to work? No, I think I mean I we need it to be consensual. So we need Aloran and Marco's mom to have a separate <laughs> love mm. interest. Okay, okay. So I, I want, I think that when they go to the pool, Visser 1 and 3 jump in the pool together, and that's when the other two, when they're free for a few minutes, they kind of bond. Okay. And so then this they end like up. This is like my, yeah. my Jera and Ket fanfic. <laughs> right, right. They end up in like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of has to become like a polyamorous thing mm-hmm. between the Yerks and the, and the people. And the, yeah. and the Andalite. <laughs> yeah, I like where you're going with all of this. Yeah, yeah. You want to do some pop culture? Um, sure, why not? Cool. <laughs> Let's do some pop culture. All right. Well, they call the Amazon Cafe. They say it's like uh, some ride at Disney World. Okay. Mm-hmm. Howard Stern rules, we mentioned. Uh, of course, Axe wants to go to Cinnabon. <laughs> he, Ooh, important note on Cinnabon. It's yes. spelled correctly in this book. Yes, with the O, yes. With the O. It was not spelled correctly before. Very important. Good job. She figured that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Axe does mention he would trade a Cinnabon for the Mona Lisa. I think it's the other way around, but I think that's how it was worded. But you know what he means. Sure. Yeah, I know what he means. <laughs> um, Marco, of course, sings the Mission Impossible theme with a lot of DDDs and da na na nas Mm-hmm. That's, yeah that's fine cassie morphing looks like a pitcher being filled with cherry kool-aid mm, yeah I'm not sure what that means but oh, it makes yeah. me thirsty uh also marco's face bulges out like it was made of silly putty and someone stuck their fist through it from behind <laughs> horrifying mm-hmm. uh one point marco says it's either rescue entire races or play nintendo this is how you know a boomer wrote this book is because no teenager ever just says play Nintendo <laughs> unless That's it true. was the NES, <laughs> but it wouldn't have been. Uh, Marco makes a note to Alanis about irony. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, That's a good one. Uh, they mentioned, of course, there's seagulls. So they mentioned jujubes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this is a really good one. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is my favorite one. <laughs> I love this one. When they're going to morph, Marco starts singing, let's get physical, physical, physical. <laughs> and uh, Rachel's like, Olivia Newton-John, my mom listens to that, Marco. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Leave Marco alone. He likes the classics. Something about morphing, uh, being like he crazy glued his thighs and calves. Right. You know, mm-hmm. crazy glue, I feel like is one of those ones people think of as a common word but it is a brand right yes that's true um a dilbert looking place we mentioned the something reminds him of captain kirk's chair on the original star trek uh he says his skin is or sorry the skin of the lira is slight lirin sorry lirin slimy like it was coated in vaseline there's another one for Mm -hmm. you lord of the rings of course bob marley 
Uh, he says they could do shark petting and dolphin radio, a whole new ESPN show. The tunnel in the aquarium made of plexiglass. I guess that's a proper I brand name. I was going to ask about that. Is plexiglass a, a it thing? It was capitalized. So okay. I think it maybe is. Kind of like, what was the other uh, one we found? Like sheet metal or something was one? Dumpster was the other one. Dump, but yeah, well, <laughs> of course okay, dumpster. There was, there was another one that was less obvious. Was, I think there was, yeah. Um, if it comes up again, though, we will give it the dumpster treatment. Don't worry. Yeah, we will. Water poured in like Niagara Falls. Are we counting that? Is that a reference? That's just sure. A, that's just a place. I'll count that. But it's, it's like kind of like a tourist thing, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, CNN sent a camera crew to cover the aquarium. The, in this book, of course, Marco refers to Rachel as Xena, but he also calls her Mighty Xena. Mm. That's fun. He also thinks they're going to be turned into Oscar Mayer shark meat lunchables with hammerhead slices, American cheese, crackers, and a cookie. Or also if possibly chicken of the sea shark meat. Uh, they say, he says that the inside of the place looks like the inside of a Toys R Us store. They don't exist anymore. Uh, he says there's a very fine line between us and the three stooges and then explains to Axe what a stooge is. I'm sure you like that. <laughs> I did like that. This one, I don't really know who this person is. Hopefully you looked this up. He's... I did not, but I don't know who it is either. <laughs> okay. He says, as a gorilla, has more power than 10 Ev- Evander Holyfields? Is that the name? Maybe Evander? It's got to be like an Olympic athlete or something. Oh, it's yeah, a or boxer. Yeah, like a fighter? It's a boxer. Yeah, he's he was a professional boxer. Okay. That would make sense. I don't know about boxing. No idea. He went up against, uh, you know, Mike Tyson, and George Foreman. Did he win? He did. He beat them both. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, there yeah. you go. Big time boxer. Um, and finally, Arnold Schwarzenegger, using his entire body, could not have bent back Marco's wrist if he didn't want him to. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Now, somewhere in there, there was also a reference to Gumby, but I don't quite remember where. Oh, man. I didn't pick up on a Gumby. I love a Gumby. I should have wrote more about Gumby. And maybe it was when they were morphing and stretching out or something. Yeah, maybe it was near the Silly Putty. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a little later. Maybe the second shark morph. Yeah, that makes sense. Something. Also, on Seropedia, which is a bad website, they have a picture of a, from an Animorphs 1999 calendar. Which I love, which used this, okay. the photo from this book, the cover. And yeah. it's like, apparently there was a hidden message you were supposed to find th- throughout all the months. <laughs> I don't know how that worked, but they have Marco's attributes. This like the, for the month of Marco. <laughs> and it says. What's the month of Marco? It doesn't, it doesn't show. It's only the top half. I don't know which month he was. Oh, no, it says oh, this man. is your, I assume it was December because it says this is your last chance. So. The month of Marco. Oh, no. December. Ma- November. Sorry, I think he's November. November. Okay. It okay. says, check us we'll out. We'll have to celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> it says, attitude, whatever. <laughs> Closest friend, Jake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Morph advice, kids, don't try this at home. <laughs> Classic That's Marco. our Marco. <laughs> okay. That's it. I'm done. That's it. Yeah, uh, I was there was one thing that I wanted to say about this book. I, I realized before yeah. we got to references. Normally, we would have done this before references, but um, this will teach people to stop listening. 
They'll be sorry they missed this. They will be sorry they missed this. No, one thing that uh, does strike me about this book, this book feels, and it's crazy to say this, but it feels a little bit less bonkers than some of the earlier books would have been. <laughs> right? Like, we introduced the Lirans, but there's just, like, a Liran guy. We didn't, like, see a hundred Lirans. We didn't, like, go to Lyra. The Elemis didn't, like... <laughs> You know, like this, there's some, it, it feels a lot more like, okay, we, we set up this plot with Marco's mom and we're going to move in here and we'll, we'll set up a new plot with the Lyrans, but we'll do it like a normal person might. Like, I guess there's some crazy stuff with the morphing sharks, but I don't know. I Maybe I, I'm off on that feeling. I sort of see where you're coming from in the sense that it, it feels like if, if this were book eight or something, then the entire book would have been just about Lirans. Mm-hmm. And now, now she feels comfortable just being like, eh, just throw a, a Liren in there. You know, like the, these, these kids mm-hmm. can handle this fucking shit. Now they're, they're, uh, they're immersed in the world. They've been, what's the word I'm looking for? Not inundated. They're in sure. Indulged in it. They're in. Anyway, yeah, something. Right. Um, <laughs> They're in it, but, but, but there's still this. If you like, step back and just look yes. at all the things that occur in this book, it's still pretty fucking ridiculous. I think we're just numb to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it, it, but it's it's more like there's a bunch of crazy set pieces. Like they're on the shark conveyor belt. That they're in the shark tunnel collapsing. They ride on a dolphin. They. Uh, uh, you know, Marco turns into a shark and wants to eat a guy and less, less just like the entire thing is so goddamn wild. Um, you know, like you can sort of see the progress, like from the beginning of this book, you're like, okay, they're going to get shark morphs. They're going to explore the thing. They're going to go there. They're going to have a showdown with this. There's no like first act turn into Elemis, right? That's There's true. no like third act turn into the Pemelites. Yes, it is somewhat more straightforward in, in that way. They they give you the plot early on, and that actually is the plot. <laughs> yeah, and it's a and it's a relatively crazy plot too. Like it's not like it's not like she just didn't think of anything crazy to do with the book or whatever. Right. Yeah. No, it's still pretty weird and wild. But at the same time, it's also like if you really break it down, it is. Yeah, the Yerks have a new project and they try to mess it up. You know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, that's uh, just just a little thought that I was having about it. Well, maybe our listeners have thoughts or maybe they know what word I was trying to think of. You can email us. Our email address is theyerkyboys at gmail.com. We'll read those on the air. If you want to make our show even longer than it normally is, <laughs> you can write an email to us. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at theyerkyboys. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can, at Quince. And I also have another podcast available on all podcast platforms, just like the one you're listening to right now. It's called Geeks on Trial, where you can find me with a different co-host talking about geeky disputes in the world of books, movies, Yeah, I won't be there for that one, so you can tune out. Maybe we'll get you on as a guest one of these days. Uh, yeah, if you want to find me, uh, you could find me on Twitter at DogTimesMcGee for as long as that's still around. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. Tune in next time when we'll be talking about Book 16, The Warning, in which Jake turns into a rhino. 
on the Yerky Boys. Well, I'm excited for that one.